They'll post it. Clouds are building in tonight, still kind of breezy. Rain chances on the increase a little bit. Uh, widely scattered showers tonight, tomorrow morning. Could mix with the storm. Rain chance increasing to become likely with the showers and maybe a thunderstorm midday through the afternoon tomorrow. 60s tomorrow afternoon goes to a high of 70. Scattered activity tomorrow night that all tapers down early Friday. Early clouds become partly sunny throughout the day. 50 for the morning goes to an afternoon high to the upper 50s to 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. always fun here at the Kuwana Ranch. Uh, I have just so, it's a good thing, you know, I've, always, I've often said, Marianne Fitzmore is here with Tom, who is uh, too busy to sit down. He's, he's making sandwiches with, um, with jelly and um, uh, what are those graham crackers, Tom? And the funny thing about it is we have no water, so his fingers are sticky. And the reason we have no water is that there are two guys here and they are working on our um, our faucet. They are changing out our faucet. Tom, I thought you didn't like Nutella. Huh? It's a food show, by the way. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to call us and talk about food. We're going to grab one of those plumber guys and have him come and talk about food. He said, wait, this is a show about food? I love food. And I said, who doesn't love food? So we may, we may rope him in, but he's right now wrestling the... Um, Whatever that, what is that thing that you're wrestling? It's like a valve, right? It's a valve for the uh, for the faucet. So naturally, this won't surprise anyone who's listened to this show. Um, the faucet has been dripping for a long time, and it, this is not something that we pay a lot of attention to. It's like, well, you know, just move it, and and so that you don't hear it. But what happened was, and this is for all people who tend to neglect things, just a fair warning. The faucet, because it dripped for so long, has rusted to the sink. So they have been wrestling this for an hour now, thinking they would be here and gone by now. They are, they have, they are still wrestling this thing. You can go ahead and smash whatever you need to. It's just going to be part of the show now. Anyway, they won't be surprised. So uh, we'd... we can get these guys uh, to change out the faucet and and we can, um, you know, move on with our lives. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here to talk to you about food as we have for, a, well, Tom has for almost 33 years. Tom is so busy going through the pantry, finding all, all the, of... don't open that, Tom. Don't no. open that. That's, that's one of my treasures here. here. Uh, Tom is looking for something to put on his graham crackers. <clears throat> We have Nicole Dorgnack coming up at 3 o'clock, the grocery goddess, to give us a report about what's going to be missing from the shelves. It's not so important this week 
as it was last week since Thanksgiving has come and gone. But we are heading into the rest of the holidays. And uh, you might be interested in what may be difficult to find. Yeah. We are going to do a throwdown. It's not really so much going to be a throwdown. We're just going to sort of compare notes from Halloween. Not Halloween, from Thanksgiving. And who did what with what. Uh, we just ate our leftovers. What did you do with your Thanksgiving leftovers? We had so much food here for Thanksgiving. I am absolutely beyond proud of myself for having gotten rid of all of it. We finally finished off the very last part of it last night. And, um, and I, I'm just most impressed by that because it was a lot of food. It was a ham and a turkey. And fortunately, we had some very enthusiastic eaters here to help us uh, keep eating that until it was all gone. Does anybody remember the Fat Hen Grill? Do you remember that place, Tom, the Fat Hen Grill? You mentioned that last night. It was only around for a short period of time, but it was uh, definitely, definitely an interesting place, interesting people behind it, for sure. But uh, that came up when I was looking through your website today. You do not have an almanac today, but we do have one. I've started to sort of fish through the ones on the weekend just because, um, because I need to. And uh, over the weekend, there was, or over the weekend, there is an anniversary. It's a very important anniversary for wine lovers. It is an event that occurred in 1985 when Malcolm Forbes purchased a bottle of Chateau Latour from 1787. Tom, do you remember that? I do, but I don't remember it well. I don't, I don't know where it would have been, maybe at a Sotheby's auction or something, but... Um, it was a it was a bottle of Chateau Latour owned by Thomas Jefferson oh, with there's his always initials like that on off. it with his initials yeah. on it and it was auctioned and went to Malcolm Forbes in 1985 for $157,000. Mhm. Mm that would I, be incredibly cheap now. I saw one in four figures once a long time ago. And it involved the... Uh, Are you talking about the Napa Wine Auction? At the Napa Wine Auction? Yeah. You used to love to tell tales about the Napa Wine Auction and all the money that was spent by usually just a handful of people, which is why it changed. Tom went to the Napa Wine Auction for something like 10 years, and I was invited to go, and I never did go. And so finally in 2004, I went. It was turned out to be the last year that he went. And then they, they changed the whole program after that. And the reason that they did was that they discovered that of all the people that were at the Napa Wine Auction, which was a lovely event, all the people that were there, maybe 1% of them actually spent any real money on well, purchasing wine. And when they did, did they were bought in a gigantic... They were bought like cases and cases or I don't know. I don't know how wine comes beyond a case, but uh, lots and lots of maybe like the whole 
I won't say the vintage, but well, it they was would out buy there. a lot of and, it. And some of the uh, people who were involved in this were Jefferson. Uh, they said that they, they said that they as in the soldier did, yeah. in the third uh, yeah. year of that. Uh, anyway, uh, he was a real wine guy. We're talking about Thomas Jefferson? Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, so Thomas Jefferson, that's, that's what I was saying. This weekend, on Saturday, in 1985, Malcolm Forbes bought a bottle of 1787 Chateau Latour that was actually in the uh, cellar of Thomas yep. Jefferson and had his initials on it. That plays exactly the, that the history. He was a big wine guy, and I think the wines time, yeah. that he had... Roosevelt, too. At Monticello? No, in, Washington. In Washington. Yeah. Washington. Monticello. Yep. Um, the wines, the Virginia... I, I think Virginia wines are some of the best wines I've ever had. I think they're exceptionally good wines. And they're nobody very, ever talks about them because there's not that much of it, you know? They're very uh, unusual because they used uh, uh, spaces of a lot of uh, wines in there and... Because of that, they become oh, it's like rarer a, a lot and of different rarer. Grapes. You're talking about a lot of different grapes to a make lot them. A lot of different uh -huh. species. And they're they're just unusual grapes, not yeah. the kind that you would see on the other coast. Yeah. yeah. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. It's the food show. Tom and Marianne Fitzmaurice is here. We're just sitting around, kind of one eye over at the plumbers. Um, still, still that that valve is still there. One of them is hopeful. He's very hopeful. He's handling the new faucet, thinking that at some point they're going to not made a lot of moving in our direction. It's moving in our direction. Okay. Well, they're being very quiet, and, and I appreciate that. So thank it you very It looks good much. progress. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olé and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? So our daughter's boyfriend does not know that he is now part of the show 
because his testimony for Parish Coffee comes up all the time. I just want to reiterate that at Thanksgiving, he was marveling about this coffee that he had never had before, and it was Parish Coffee. So if you would like to see what he was marveling about, go to any grocery store where Parish is the display at the end of the aisle usually. It's a bunch of purple bags with a yellow or golden rooster on it, and it is a gourmet coffee for half the price. So the, uh, the, as luck would have it, we have no water in the kitchen right now. And Tom has decided that he's going to have sandwiches of together with maple syrup or any jam that he could find. So, um, He's so don't touch the mic, Tom. That's all I can say. Don't touch the mic. Also, this weekend in 2006, New York City passed a law banning trans fat in foods. Oh, you know what? Someone's been sending me these emails from this website, Atlas Obscura. And one of the articles after the train one was that someone had decided to try and duplicate the original McDonald's French fry. And the story about how the original McDonald's, how basically McDonald's fries were ruined by one guy named, I think, Sokoloff. And, and he spent $15 million of his own money in a campaign to get people to stop eating unhealthy. But what he didn't realize, what is it, the law of unintended consequences? So when the beef tallow was removed from McDonald's fries, it was replaced with trans fats, which were far less healthy than the beef tallow. And it would be interesting to see now that people are doing duck fat fries, which is better than canola oil. I'd be curious to see if anybody would be game for, for beef tallow coming back, which you can get at a butcher shop. But the guy who was investigating this, I'm going to do one of these food experiments myself. I have to go this weekend to Walmart and get one of those Chef Boyardee pizza kits like we were talking about yesterday and I'm going to I'm going to channel my youth and see how a pizza made from a chef boyardee kit would go. Anyway, this guy decided he was going to try and duplicate or replicate the uh the original McDonald's fries. Apparently, it started Air and apparently what they did was they sort of air dried the potatoes. It was a very complicated process to make them as crisp as they were. And um, you know, it's, I think I think we have the like I said, we have these two guys working on our sink, and both of them. I said this show has been on for thirty three years, which is you know longer than you've been alive. So they probably wouldn't understand that we're talking about a completely different French fry the McDonald's fry that they have now versus the one that they originally started with and how much better those fries were and how much more complicated they were. The process was very complicated to get the perfect McDonald's fry. Apparently that was the thing that most people went for. Do you remember the old days of McDonald's, Tom? Yeah. 
See, in, uh, the I old remember, days, the very old days when they first remember, started in the 60s. Uh, is when I was a kid coming up, and my kids were very little with my mom and everybody. And uh, she, like twice or maybe third time, uh, she would make baby or Christmas to be the cereal, you know, very crisp. Um, fries, you're talking about? Fry, yeah, fries, yeah. And, uh-huh. and she would cut up and, yeah. and pour the... Um, the uh, yellow uh, Mike Mike um, mustard. No, just uh, the things that we eat. Oil, foil, or whatever you like to put on top of the mm-hmm. that you love. So, uh, did you like the McDonald's fries? Not did especially. you ever? Did you ever go to McDonald's uh, as a kid? You didn't really go to first McDonald's, time, did you? First time. And I, definitely not with your family. You went with your friends in high school, definitely right? Not, yeah. 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 If you ever ate McDo- mm-hmm. if you ever ate fries or a hamburger, it was at a Woolworth drugstore, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember it being that, but then again, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Around there, uh, I I think it was most people who lived in suburban uh, areas. I think they, they went through a pretty good bunch of them. Well, you know, the first McDonald's in the whole area was about six blocks from my house. And I remember the first time I had it. We've talked about that before. But um, the process, apparently, of doing these fries was incredibly complicated. And the reason I got on McDonald's was that trans fats were, bur- were banned from, uh, from our lives in 2006. You know, I had a friend who would, I I was kind of watching, they would eat only low-fat potato chips. Do you remember the low-fat potato chip craze? Um, We started having all of these snacks that were low-fat, but everybody kept getting fatter, which was really weird but it turned out that the culprit was the trans fats which not only make you fatter but they make you fatter in a way that's really really scary like it's really hard to get rid of that fat so in 2006 they passed a law banning trans fats in food served in restaurants and 2008 is when everyone had to stop using it in frying oils So they first went after the restaurants, as apparently everyone does, and then the actual product that you put on your shelf in your pantry, uh, that was a little bit longer for them to get rid of that. The evil stuff is supposed to be gone from every ingredient by now, and supposedly it is, but I don't know, people still don't seem to be getting thinner. I don't know. Many thought of this as an outrageous intrusion into personal liberty, but it does address a very real and proven health hazard, the fallout from this and other cities. Well, actually, it took a while for it to filter across the country is is what happened. And it's everywhere now. No one's doing it. So I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Your edible dictionary word of the day, Tom, is brought to you by Dorgnax, one of the top 20 oh. regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food & Wine magazine. The edible dictionary word of the day is shabu shabu. Do you know well, what that is? Well, it sounds possible. <laughs> it's Japanese. It's an entree made by 
dipping translucently thin slices of beef into a yeah. pan of simmering broth. This is done tableside. And you take chopsticks and you dip it in and swish the beef around for a few seconds until it cooks. And the sound that this action makes is why it's called shabu shabu because have, having a little piece of beef flicking around in the water sounds like shabu shabu, I guess. You've done that, haven't you? You've had shabu shabu, haven't you? I don't think I have. It doesn't mean anything to me at all. Do you remember the time when we were in Tournai? <clears throat> Tournai? Tournai in Belgium. And... Um, Belgium? We, and we were brought this oh, oh, hot rock. Oh, that's a different world. There. We were brought this hot rock, and it was placed in front of us on the table. And then we were brought, <laughs> we were brought this plate of things to cook ourselves. And we thought, this is really cool. But I don't know why you would go to a restaurant if you have to cook yourself. But well, get it, it good. exactly the way you like it. That's it how you good. do it. It was, it was, uh, I don't know what the name for that is, or I don't even know if it's still being done, but I, that's the only time I ever saw it. But it's kind of like Korean food. You kind of do that in Korean places too, don't you? Where you kind of cook it it's yourself? It's pretty much uh, obscure. Nobody. There's knows. this Korean place in Los Angeles in they, Koreatown. They, they've never been there unless and, they're very sophisticated more than. Yeah, I went there with Michael. Uh, the guy that calls us from California and his um, and his girlfriend and we pretty much cooked our own food there. But it was a much bigger thing. It wasn't a stone. It was like giant, giant grills. You know, like a um, a griddle, very big ones. And you got a bunch of raw food and you cooked it yourself. Anyway, shabu shabu. The beef is served with several sauces, and the beef is dipped between the pan and the mouth. It's a lovely light dish, but seen in only a few Japanese restaurants now. I don't know that I've ever seen it here. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk about food with you. That's what Tom's been doing for 33 years and still wants to do it. Remember Calvin Trillin, Tom? I sure do. You were uh, a was... huge fan of Calvin Trillin. I wonder if he's still alive. Oh, everyone, Henry, can we have some applause, please? We have finally gotten some success here. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's see what looks. This is what we have to do. Okay. This nut was complete. We cut half of it. We ended up having to bend all of this just to pull it. Oh, my gosh. What's the deal? I knew they do it. I knew they do it. All right. Sorry to bother you. All right, so Tom Calvin Trillin, he's showing us uh, the they finally emerged victorious with the piece of um, pipe valve that um, that is on the sink, and uh, and so it looks like we're actually going to get the new sink. Oh, so you done? Do you know that you you're not going to have trouble with that one because you're going after that one, but you haven't seen what's underneath it. Just not as much trouble. Okay. All right. <laughs> now they're expecting trouble, see? Uh, Tom, Calvin Trillin. Calvin Trillin. You were really crazy he, about Calvin Trillin when we first I started hanging out. I think he read for the Times-Picayune. 
Wait, what? I think he... No. No, what do you do is No, Cal... I don't know where Calvin... Tri I don't even know if he's still alive. I think he is, for sure. But I, I remember I know, that he was like a writer. Wasn't he like a New Yorker writer? Hmm? What? I think he was like a New Yorker writer, maybe. He... It's all coming to me. He used to come every uh, year. He would come during the uh, James Beard Awards. James Beard. I yeah. don't know if it was getting that, but he was. Uh, he, he was a food to writer, town. wasn't he? he was basically a like writer. a travel guy and food writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And he was also involved in used all to kinds love of him. Uh, I had dinner with him a couple of oh, different you did? times. Yeah. Really. And uh, uh, he had been a regular here. And oh, you know what? He uh, he had said a few things about him. Said his said. He was from and, one of your favorite places, Kansas City. Uh, I, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. He really had a thing for Kansas City. Well, he was born there. You have a thing for Kansas City. You huh? Know? I what? thought you did. No. But uh, anyhow, he was uh, hilariously funny. He and was a New Yorker writer, wasn't he? He was with the New yeah. Yorker. And mm -hmm. I've been a subscriber to the New Yorker since the, the yeah. 40s or something like that. That's anyway, he's the, written a great deal about food. Yeah. What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was once given, uh, what was it? Oh, it's it's not important. Yesterday we were talking about Dorothy Parker at lunch and uh, and Nicole and Colette, our lunch guests for the day yesterday, had never heard the martini Dorothy Parker quote. And we, we, uh, mm -hmm. we regaled them with that. They thought it was pretty funny. Back to Calvin Trill Trillin, though, uh, his most famous book on the Lived subject. In, in Northern England. Uh, yeah, New England. Right? New England. Yeah, uh -huh. And uh, he was very uh, well. He, he, he was from that New York he literati. He knew his way around yes. the world. And, and yes. very amusing. He could yeah. always come up with a little goofy thing to say. Yeah, well, if you're going to be and, in the New York literati, you have to be that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have bottom of the hour news time coming up from the Louisiana Radio Network. And we would love to talk to you about this or anything else having to do with food. So give us a call. 556-9696. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Authorities have arrested a Lincoln Parish father and mother of a 20-month-old boy who died in a house fire in late August. State Fire Marshal spokesperson Ashley Rodriguez says the toddler died in the blaze, but an autopsy on the child's body also found evidence of abuse. And our deputies, having originally done the investigation on the house fire, continued the case uh, in the direction of looking into that abuse, and they were able to confirm it, unfortunately. 32-year-old Jessica Lewis and 37-year-old Christopher Bell have been charged with one count of second-degree cruelty to a juvenile. Bar owners and microbrewers vented their frustration with COVID restrictions they say are overly burdensome to a House committee. Louisiana Craft Brewers Guild Director Carrie Koch says large breweries are bar from indoor service while small restaurants are allowed to operate as bars. I just passed the restaurant around the corner. They're three deep at the bar. They got a standing line outside waiting to get in. And I've got a 1,500 square foot building. I can't let a person inside to have a beer? LRN. Tiger Red. Tiger Red. Here we go, here we go. Are you ready for football? Here at Tiger Rag, we know this is the most anticipated football season since last football season. You want fluff? Eat a marshmallow. I like the taste. But if you want the dirt, Tiger Rack's got the shovel. The only way to get more info on LSU sports is by wiretapping a coach. Tiger Rack Magazine. On newsstands today and online at TigerRag.com. 
The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side -side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras Float, the Funky Uncle Lounge that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge November 27th, the New Orleans Nightcrawlers and December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to Friday Fridays from the funky uncle.com AOS interior environments where good design is good business find them on the web at thinkaos.com I like a Gershwin tune how about you we are back Okay, I have to I have to get up and get a scouring pack. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you about food. We were talking to our guys here, and Matt is uh, telling us about how much he loves halibut from under the sink, and uh, he was explaining that he lived in Alaska for a while, where halibut is so plentiful. And we can, I'm sure I'm sure he doesn't have the time to talk to us because <laughs> they're a little. Um, one hour scheduled visit here is turning into two hours, um, so they're probably going to have to get back. But um, I'm going to tell him some places to find halibut. So if you know of a great place for halibut, uh, call us up, 556-9696. I know that Pardo's on the North Shore has it. I know that um, GW Finns always has it. They have their scallibut. There's scallopet special with the scallops and the halibut together. Scalloping. So it's called scallopet. Yeah, they have the seared scallops and the uh, and the grilled halibut together. All right. Your words to eat by today, Tom, are also from Calvin Trillin. The most remarkable thing about quote the most remarkable thing about my mother is that for 30 years she served the family nothing but leftovers. The original meal has never been found. That sounds like my mother, Tom. Remember you used to make fun of my mom and all of the leftovers we had in our house? I don't think so. No, you did. You definitely did. You used to say that if there was, there'd be like a tank car of red beans. Um, Zach, the, uh, I'm not going to be able to get up to get that, but if you look at it over by that door, if you see it over by the door on the floor with all that stuff that came I out from under the sink, right there you go. Okay. All right. Um, there was supposed to be, according to you, Tom, a tank car of whatever it was that we were eating, and it would just pull up behind the house. This was your description of what it was like to be at my house. Do you remember that? No. 
Oh, when okay. when was this? I, I, <laughs> this is when you used to come to I my home of a, origin uh, I wasn't, and make fun uh, of my parents and all I the kinds a, of cooking that they did. Me out of a out of a buck, out of the the crunchy everything, and you have the the, the lost loss of that. No, yeah. uh, all those different uh, cereal things that you can get a, a lowball price. Well, you used to talk and, about about all the leftovers that were given to us repeatedly. And uh, and you know what? I don't mind that. I love leftovers. That's like my favorite thing well, in the world. It, it can happen. We're going to be talking about leftovers with Nicole Dorignac and my sister. Uh, Thanksgiving leftovers. We will not be talking about turkey poulet, probably. Yeah. I made turkey poulet, but oh, I used... What do you yeah, have but I used, I used the um, deli turkey. But I was kind of thinking about trying it with leftover turkey from um, from Thanksgiving, but I decided, you know, we'd had it not long ago, so I would just go ahead and eat the turkey as is. That's about it. It's the... It's the th I'm kind of looking forward to cooking again, you yeah, know, when well, we get to Christmas, because... The I think the food at Thanksgiving was kind of exceptionally delicious this year, which is weird because you know it was for less people. Hot tamales, hot tamales made it to your almanac today, also Tom. Old style Delta tamales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that. I hope um, that when Stan talks about what he's going to revive. I hope it's Manuel's hot tamales. He's not saying what it is. When he comes back to town, he's planning to rebirth something that is iconic here. Well, there's so and many I'm things along that. He's keeping, he's keeping his cards. Like, like a person who lives in Las Vegas, he's keeping his cards close to his... Um, what is it? Where you keep your cards close to yes. your... Thank you. <laughs> What was that last He's one? keeping his cards close to his chest. Yes. Yes. Mm. Now the guys who are working are, are doing what I usually do, Tom. They're helping us think of things to say. That's good. Uh, okay, so tamales. I want to do the Delta Tamale Trail. Has anybody done that? For what? The tamale trail. When you went up there to do the to Doe's, yeah. When you went up to mean? when you went up to Doe's Eat Place and discovered Doe's Eat Place, were you actually looking for Doe's in particular? Did you stumble on Doe's, or were you there to eat tamales? Like I, there is an actual tamale trail of where which is Doe's is part. Where is this? Greenville, Greenwood, Mississippi. Which side of the lake? Of the... I think it's on the east bank of the Mississippi. I'm not sure, though. I mm -hmm. think it's on the east bank. Anyway, if you left here and went up the east bank, tell me, somebody, if I'm incorrect about this. If you've done the Tamale Trail, I would love to hear about it because I it's something on my list that I want to do because I love tamales. I even love manuals. I mean, I even love uh, Hormel Hot Tamales. <laughs> I'm outing myself again. But I, I admitted I was raised on Vienna sausages. But, you know, I, I sometimes, I, there's a can of chili on the pantry shelf here. Mm -hmm. And it's Hormel chili. And every time I see the red Hormel can with the name Hormel on it, I think, yeah. oh, is that a can of tamales? But it's not. It's a can of chili. I need to put a can of tamales up there and see how long it takes for me to actually eat them. There's a place on the West Bank that serves 
tamales, and there are about five or six locations, so they must be doing very well. Yeah, uh, things it's like that. It's called old style tamales. Has anyone you, had those? Yeah, I've seen them here and there where you have the little uh, thing you can roll around with your uh, rollers. You can go from here to here and you sell them. There was a guy out in New Orleans, of, of, uh, out on Canal Boulevard, that does that. Yeah, um, wait, what's it? It's called. Um, it's some reference. It's called to Manual Tupos. Style Hot Tamales. Yeah, something like that. And he's got a Facebook page, and his his name is in in the business. And I'm trying to yeah. think of it, but we ran into him by accident, driving on Robert E. Lee, and he sells manual style hot tamales out of the trunk of his car on Robert yeah. E. Lee. Uh, it's kind of messy. Uh, in the, but he does a great business. I mean, you see people the who are, are they're, they're very, they're very similar to manuals. They really are. I mean, I don't know. He told us, we had him on the show once and he told us how he arrived at the recipe, which is so unique. I mean, I keep saying I'd love to see manuals come back, but how would you ever find a room full of ladies? What about 20 ladies just sitting in a room day after day rolling tamales? You used to say it was a therapeutic exercise. Remember when you got that kit, the tamale kit? Yeah, the ones that I made at home. We did. We made some yeah, tamales once I made, and you said you'd never do it again. <laughs> uh, dozens, if not hundreds of they they were uh, uh -huh. it was a box you could buy at the supermarket and you can all the ingredients they give you to uh, put them together and then you sit there and you throw in the chilies and the, and all of the liquids and all of the this and that and uh to my astonishment they were actually delicious yeah. i mean not just Oh boy, <laughs> what a joke! Work, I said, we'd never do it again. But uh, it, what uh, was also interesting is that they had this this cart that they were selling it all, all out of, and if you worked it through that, you would look at it and know that it was going to be uh, something that'll calm you down, and it does do that. You, here you are, you're making hundreds. You think I'm calm? No, it's therapeutic. And they, they, they did well over 100 yeah. of them. Yeah. So uh, I kept it in the back of my brain because if you ever get calmed or out uh, and not calmed, get to rid get of that. To get calm, you roll tamales. Pull it in it's in, probably, in this thing. There's probably a less messy way to get Made calm. Made you feel wonderful. <laughs> I think there, should, there must be a, a less messy way to do that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Does anyone uh, have any experience with the place on the West Bank called Old Style Hot Tamales? I'm sure it's I, there. I want to go over there and get some of those they have because a bunch I of... kind of feel like they might be, you know, like you know what. Although, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of a uh, lot of unusual buys of this and this. Well, it took me forever to realize that there were two kinds of tamales. There were the yeah. uh, Mexican tamales or the Latin American yeah. tamales and the Delta tamales, which have a sauce to them, uh -huh. which are the ones we're familiar with and the ones that Manuel's Hot Tamales and probably Old Style Tamales are. It's the food okay, show. Okay, so we have another... All of the faucets have now been dislodged. Oh, great. That's good news. Is that yes. true? Yeah, look, the okay. holes are there. They're ready to put it back. Congratulations, right. guys. 
Boy, they really working up a sweat over there. <laughs> was that the toughest one you've ever done? Was it the toughest one? That was the toughest one. Uh oh, both of them. Both of them are voting that this was the toughest one we've, they've ever done. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll take a break and be right back. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother Sarita's tamales are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 4640854 Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. We are talking, or actually I'm talking to Matt, one of the guys who's working on the sink, who is telling us about his tour of duty in Alaska and in Idaho and driving from Alaska uh, through Canada down to Idaho. And uh, he's very passionate about the food in both Alaska and Idaho. I had no idea. Henry, the guy who's on the other end of the line here, Henry goes to Salt Lake City because his mom lives there and um, has informed us of great Indian food. Not Indian food. Is it Indian food, Henry? Yeah. Yes, Indian yeah. food, North Great Indian. Great Indian food in Salt Lake City. So there's a lot of unexpected things out there. Was there a particular kind of cuisine that, I know you said you liked the food in Idaho, was there a particular kind of cuisine that you discovered? No, no, not anything in particular, just different, there's just different things there. Uh -huh. uh, they used, I remember one thing, they, they had these street tacos with a carrot habanero salsa. That would, in Idaho? In Idaho. Street tacos. Yes, yeah, so with a carrot habanero salsa. Uh -huh. That was absolutely to die for. You know, there's a, place, there's a place on 190 here. Have you seen that Amigos grocery right at Three Rivers? One. There's like a little... It's like a little hut outside where you can get street tacos. Have you ever tried that? I have not tried I'm kind of curious about that place. I just saw the street taco little hut yesterday. Yeah, I'm and a Mexican food fanatic. I, are I, you? I'm guessing I'm, I, I cook a lot. Zach, can I borrow him for a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Come on over here and talk on the mic. <laughs> this is Matt, one of the guys who's fixing our sink here. All right, so um, you've, you've had what? Mexican street tacos. You love street taco food. I, I love street tacos. And you I like, like Mexican just food. Mexican food in uh -huh. general. Like okay. if I cook, you know, I probably make Mexican food uh, at least three nights a week. Oh, and do I, you really? It's something different each time. You know, I make my, 
you know, I'll do tacos or enchiladas, just different things. Uh, have you ever done mole? Cause I have done mole. mole. You I have? have? You've yes, made your own mole? Not my own. I've used a like a recipe from somebody, uh -huh. but I've made it, you know, with uh, really? the dried anchos, you know, you and the chocolate and yes, all that. And yes, so you followed a recipe, but you did make it yourself. Yes, ma'am. That's yes, ma It's been impressive. a little while. Was it so good? It was good. It turned out uh -huh. really good. I actually find that there's a store bowl mole that's that's really really good. Uh, I can't think of who. It's makes like you it. can buy it at, the, at just any store. Uh, I usually get it at Rouse's. Uh -huh. It's a it's a Is it's it? a mole. It's come comes jarred. I wish it's. A, it's a jar. Yes, ma'am. Huh. And it has a white label on it, but it's it's just Real as mole. good as yes, ma'am. Just as good as any. Tom, mole. we're gonna have to get some of that for you. Yeah, it's really really good. All right, so. On the North Shore, where have you found good Mexican food? False. <laughs> I don't really go to the North Shore and eat that much. Like, well, where do you live? Uh, I'm not North Shore. I'm sorry. I'm thinking South Shore. No. Oh, the North, the North Shore. Shore. Okay, so the best Mexican... I used to like La Coretta's, but they've kind of become a little too commercial. It's American. Yeah, it's, it's American it's, food. It's too much. Okay. Uh, Habaneros is ha pretty. Habaneros. Yeah, yeah, I really like Habaneros. Yeah. Uh, they have the best tacos as far as like individual... Like if you just order tacos, Habaneros... Uh -huh is pretty good. Mamacitas is pretty Do good. Do you like Mamacitas? It, it's pretty good. I've been there one time and I and I was, you know, I wasn't super impressed, but I would go back. I think so. habanero is probably the most authentic, I, you know, using that word authentic mm. of the genre here. Do you think? How, I, I think so. What yes. do you think about George's? Have you been to George's? I have not been to George's. Have not been to George's. Typically, I don't go out to eat Mexican food unless somebody I'm with wants it. You make it. I make it myself. Really? I make everything myself. Like, okay. I really, really, like, if you looked in my cabinet right now, I have, you know, I have probably three or four different kinds of dried, like, just dried peppers, chilies. chilies. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. I have the chili powders, like you know, ancho chili powder. Have you know, habanero chili powder. You know, uh, chipotle. Ch I just everything. If you look at my cabinet, you you think you know You're... it was a family of Mexican <laughs> uh -huh. people that live there, Spanish people that live there. But uh, yeah, I just I love Mexican food. I don't know what it is about it, but it's not like my daughter. She's obsessed with Mexican food. Too. I, I make my own carnitas. You know, I buy the, a big pork shoulder. I'll. Uh, Braise it in the oven for several hours. Pull it out. You know, it's. It, I may. I, what I sort of rub do you put on it? I actually use um, a blend of uh, ancho chili powder, cumin, um, salt, pepper. I, 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 I really typically I just I wish I should I should write things down. You should. I was about to say if you do this much of it and you love it this much, you should I know. Do I, it. There's several times that I, I try to go back and like oh I really like this and try to go back and make it again and it never tastes the same yeah. as the other time. But yeah. I really do need to write. things So you do a lot of experimentation. I, I really do. Uh -huh. well. So but and you're usually impressed with it. You oh, every time. Uh -huh. Every time it's uh -huh. uh, been. Been pretty good. Okay, so who's got the best queso? Because that's about the extent of my Mexican. Ah, oh, the best queso. I have to say, I do like the chori queso at Carrera. I do yeah, like the, the chori chorizo. Queso. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah, that one is pretty good. That and one. so you haven't gone to the South Shore for any Mexican? I have not. I almost went to. Uh, Johnny Sanchez. That yeah, exactly. I was uh -huh. going to go there, but I never, I never actually went. So that was. You should go um, there. I heard it was really, really. You really should good. go there. I'm trying to think of of another place that, honestly, I think that habanero is maybe more authentic than than Johnny Sanchez. Oh, really? I do. Yeah, yeah. I find habanero to be really. I mean, they're serving Nopales, you know, which nobody they is. They actually opened a new 
Mexican, it's a taco place called Don Taco. It's in downtown Yes, Covington. yes. Have you been there? I have been there several times. Do you like times. it? Is it good? It, it is pretty good. They, they're, they're really authentic. They, uh, they have, the beef tongue is delicious there. Like, I'm not a big beef tongue person, but okay. I, I tried one and it's really, really good. They're a little on the pricey side, I'm not going to lie. Is I that mean, right? It, they, that little, that little I, you house? No. You wouldn't think it, but no. yeah, they're a little on the pricey side, huh. but, uh, their chorizo, chorizo, mm. Really? Tacos, absolutely delicious there. Okay. So, I'm going to um, I'm gonna have to try. Is it the hard chorizo? Is it crumbly? It's crumbly. Okay. Crumbly. Okay. So, and, but and, it's good. Yes, ma'am. And, huh. and their Don taco, it's like a steak taco. It comes like on a blue tortilla shell, but it's... Wait, so they're doing like real blue tortillas? Yes, ma'am. No kidding. Yes, ma'am. Huh. So. We're going to have to go try that because we keep passing there going, we should try that one day. We haven't made it over there. And I did find this place. You're going to laugh at me, but in Slidell... There is a gas station called... Sometimes the best Mo food strikes there. It's called Moody's Moody's Time Saver. Okay. And it's a gas station, you know, and they have like your typical fried chicken, things like that. Uh-huh. Well, they have a menu that they have a, a, a little Mexican lady that works in the back. Yeah. And she makes her own tacos. And you can see, they finally put it, they finally got a menu. Used to, you would have to special ask for them and they would make them for you. Uh -huh. but. She makes it's the best taco that I've had. North Shore, South Shore, anywhere. Alaska, Idaho, really? Texas, everywhere I've lived. They she makes her own tor handmade tortillas. Uh -huh. Like I mean, it's okay. handmade tortillas, and I get the steak tacos, and it comes with like a green tomatillo tomatillo sauce, uh -huh. and they are. The best really? tacos I've ever had. Okay, so it's in a gas station. See, this is what this station. show is about. You find stuff like this when people call up and say, let me tell you about this, you know. All right, so Moody's. Moody's Time Saver off of Gauls Boulevard. Okay. It is, like I said, they have your typical fried chicken, things like that, but they actually have a menu now, huh. and they have tacos. And the only ones I can vouch for are the steak tacos. I know they have uh, chicken, steak, and I think shrimp or, huh. you know. Okay. But they have the best steak tacos. You don't get that very no. many places. I mean, you can tell they're homemade. No kidding. But it's, huh. yeah, the best tacos. That's good to know. See, he discovered um, barbecue over here about 20 years ago. A beat of barbecue started at that shell station at the corner of I-12 and 59. And it was the same thing. It's just a little hole in the wall. I mean, there's actually some great food that starts like that. And then it moves out and it, you know, it becomes a... It's own brick and mortar, but I'm going to try that. Or Yes, ma'am. I mean, it's definitely, if you're in Slidell, it is definitely, every time we go there and it's around lunchtime, uh -huh. I, I have to, you usually typically call the order in ahead of time because it takes them about 25, 30 huh. minutes to make it. You can't just, you know, go in. They're, they're not uh -huh. pre-made. Okay. She makes it, everything, you know, uh -huh. you know, it's made to order. So uh -huh. she makes tortilla shell. I mean, they are absolutely delicious so, huh that's really good delicious. to know see that's yeah. that's what like i said that's why this show's been on the air for 33 years because people i mean he's been doing it for 33 years but um because people give tips like that yeah that and every time i tell somebody it because they laugh at me because it's you know they think gas station now we food. know that gas stations are where some good stuff is Yes, because no. it's happened you know for 33 years people have been giving tips like that so it's good to know so we're gonna try don taco for sure because don taco, yes, i keep passing that going you know i wonder if that's any good have you been to cilantro's right by the southern hotel i have not been to cilantro's I have, it's a cute uh, little couple and um 
I, I didn't eat there. I just popped in to say hello to my daughter, and she was eating with my husband. But um, she said it was pretty good. You know, I mean, I want him to do well. It's a, it's a you know, an entrepreneur little couple. But um, but I'm going to try Ton Taco because that's, that's it's it's pretty good. That's, that's how I get all my ideas for like if that I want to try to make serious. you know different uh -huh. tacos and things like that. I try these places and it always inspires me to go home and you should just, you should start writing them down for sure I, I know I am you should start writing them down and <laughs> yes, you should call the show more often you yes, got, we'll I tell will. you how to call the show all right. yes ma'am alright thank you I'll let you go back Before to work away, Zach's probably going I just going, want to make sure I, I think I, I, this is mine here <laughs> yes Tom that is yours yeah that's yours <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to take it alright five five six nine six nine six is the number that is Matt who is helping Zach with our sink and I hope that I hope Zach's not mad because we I stole him for a little while. It's looking good over there, guys. I'm impressed. Very good. You can have him anytime. <laughs> no, we're gonna have to try that Moody's gas station place. That sounds and Don Taco for sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm an atmosphere person. Like Johnny Sanchez is is very cool, and Habanero is kind of a glamorous place. So I like the glamorous places, but but it helps if the food is good too. Don Taco is definitely not a glamorous place, for sure. <laughs> it isn't. No, it's. Oh no! It's if you write a good not. book, you have lots of uh, lots of attention. Yeah, it's um, it's a place that I, I think we're gonna try just because we're kind of Mexican food fanatics too. But um, but you know it, not it, to that degree. It foods right foods right into our history. Yeah. Because, really, uh, the French Quarter is not a, a French. Quarter. It's a French Quarter. Every you look around, everything in the French Quarter, and what you find are Spanish, spaced looks. However, it is that they yeah, are it's done. Kind of both. And they're both. Yeah. yeah, but mm -hmm. it was the the scrap in uh, the. But there's uh, not sorry, a lot of Mexican food in the French a, Quarter. A lot, but there's it's not right up there with everything else. I mean, and and that that uh, makes it an amazing place. Yeah. All right, five five six nine six nine six. We have Dor uh, Nicole Dorgnack coming up at three o'clock, and she's going to talk about her usual report from the floor of the store. And uh, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving leftovers. Um, I think everyone just sort of ate theirs, but you know, pot pie. I did. There's a the pot pie in your almanac today, also, Tom. And I would love. To, I, I have a thing for pot pie, and I'm dying a thing to make for one. pot pie. I do. I love pot pie. How do you and spell it? Pot. Pie. Uh-huh. P-O-T. P-I-E. Yes. Uh, and, um, right. and I toyed with the idea of making a pot pie with the leftover turkey instead of the gumbo, but I, I was implored to do a gumbo by our daughter, so that's what I did. But I think I'm going to definitely do a pot pie, especially if the weather keeps getting colder. As it almost certainly will, because it's winter time. So it's here. Winter yes, but fortunately, it's not here today. I'm glad we have a little respite from it. All right, Tom. Are we still on that goofy? Uh, the way we go from one side to the other side. We have the, the, the yellow brick road of food. I call it. We shoot off in so many different <laughs> directions. Another. Um, Another line from Calvin Trillin in your words to eat by. I never eat in a restaurant that's over 100 feet off the ground and won't stand still. I don't hmm. even know what that means. My wife Alice has a weird predilection for limiting our family to three meals a day. Oh, well. That's a man after your own heart, Tom. No wonder you remember I, fondly your lunch with him. 
I don't think uh, that food is a big, big uh, match or a playing force Gosh, as, good. as it was really back good. in the uh, in your family. Not that there's anything wrong with your family. I I love them My all. Family? I I can Better spit not. out their, all their names without even <laughs> tra- harding hard. But uh, here we are, and we're uh, moving across. They like your uh, food. And I like them for whatever it is that they do. Yeah. Well, they they like to eat your food. They do a lot of things, but they they like to eat your food. Yeah. It's the food for Especially uh, this Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was good stuff this Thanksgiving. Got rave reviews from everyone. And I never was able to to get... I did it, so you're not leaving, are you? Now you're part of the show. We have to say goodbye. All right. We'll be back. It is uh, coming up on uh, 3 o'clock. It's WGSO. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Call us when we get back. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. President Trump's comments at the White House on Thursday when asked about his confidence in Attorney General Bill Barr. The president referring to Barr's comments earlier this week where Barr said there was no as of yet widespread voter fraud. The president continues. He hasn't done anything, so he hasn't looked. When he looks, he'll see the kind of evidence that right now you're seeing in the Georgia Senate. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says the ongoing coronavirus outbreak is devastating the United States. The New York Democrat speaking on the Senate floor on Thursday, noting the latest grim milestone in the outbreak. More than 100,000 Americans were hospitalized. More than 2,700 Americans died, the highest recorded number in a single day since the pandemic began. You're listening to USA Radio News. Attention business owners, body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. The first COVID-19 vaccines are likely to be given emergency use authorization in a couple weeks. Bill Gates, who has been helping fund treatment development, tells NBC's Today Show it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Things are getting worse right now, and so the next four or five months actually look pretty grim unless we can really double down on our behavior. Uh, But the tools, both uh, treatment tools like antibodies and some of these amazing vaccines will start to roll out. Almost all the vaccines are going to succeed. It is uh, great science, uh, great industrial uh, manufacturing, great, great cooperation. The FDA is scheduled to meet about the Pfizer vaccine on December 10th. The number of Americans filing first-time unemployment claims last week fell to 712,000 as Americans prepare for the upcoming holiday season during the pandemic. 
and you're listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. President Trump is going to give South Georgia a try in an attempt to turn out voters for the upcoming Senate runoffs. The president holding a campaign rally on Saturday at the Valdosta Regional Airport with a reported focus on Republican Senators Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. As far as the president's impact in those Senate runoffs, Republican Senator from Arkansas David Perdue believes. I think the president will have a very positive impact in Georgia. Just look across the country. He got 10 million more votes than he did in 2016. Remarkable turnout. And that helped Republicans win the Senate seats that we did, and it helped us gain House seats against all the expectations of the Democrats and the media. We Clouds are building in tonight, still kind of breezy. Rain chances on the increase a little bit. Uh, widely scattered showers tonight, tomorrow morning. Could mix with the storm. Rain chances increasing to become likely with the showers. and maybe a thunderstorm midday through the afternoon tomorrow. 60s tomorrow afternoon goes to a high of 70. Scattered activity tomorrow night that all tapers down early Friday. Early clouds become partly sunny throughout the day. 50 for the morning goes to an afternoon high to the upper 50s to 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as, as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. It's time for the food show, we think. And it usual, but you are welcome to them. And I'm Simon, uh, Simon. I'm so- Tom Fitzmaurice, <laughs> and yes. I'm over here and looking forward to your visiting us. And, well, Tom, I don't even know what I would talk with you about. Here's your anything uh, way to figure this out. That's it. Just anything on your uh, thoughts. If you ever had if you ever in your life, in your whole if you life ever did, eat. call me up and tell me <laughs> how you have uh, managed to find out a, a dish or a restaurant that you really liked a lot, or some of the things that is uh, in the project. There, you can just take a look and and tell me uh, how you liked it. I if you didn't like list. it, well, tell me that too, because we're trying to keep every. All the information to become useful to you and everybody else who is right there on the deck and ready for you to say two things with him or her. Here it comes. So we've got a bunch of tips from Matt who just changed out our our, um, faucets. We have mole Mole. right on the shelf at Rouse's. We have Don Taco, which is doing real food. And uh, what was the other thing you said? Uh, Moody's Time Saver. 
Moody's Time Saver. Yes, That's the I, one we've got to try. We got to try that. Okay. You know, there's. A, I think of that Amigos place. You should go to the Amigos place and then call us. Where's the Amigo place? Tell us after the Amigos uh, Amigos. Store. Yeah, it's a little. It's it's a tortilleria. Tortilleria. And where is that? It's on uh, 193 Rivers Road. We have Nicole. I think is Nicole with us. I'm there. I'm listening She's... to y'all talk about Amigos. <laughs> have you been? Well, here have you we been are. To no, I haven't. I have okay, not. are you into Mexican food? Oh yeah, we love yeah. Mexican. We're gonna have to try it. Okay, so have you yeah. been listening to the show before getting on? Because I have two guys who are here that have been working on the faucet in the kitchen, and it turns out one of them is really a foodie. Wait, this is why I left this room last week because mm -hmm. it's loud when they page people. Hold on. Oh, um, you're at the store. Okay. I was listening a little bit, um, but I did not hear okay, so all of it. Our tips for you are Pardo's if you want halibut. Yeah. Pardo's. And then Gallagher's has halibut too, don't they? Or is that just a special sometimes? Wait, who has, who has halibut? 527. Oh, yeah. Five, two, yeah, absolutely. I mean, any really, really nice restaurant will have halibut, um, you know, as a special for sure. I mean, it's never on the menu. Is there a menu it's, on you know, the... When you get it in, that's when they have it. What? Is, did Hold someone up. just say that, that there's a... Uh, men, lost menu, I think. Halibut. Was, ha I'm and that halibut. was. We actually have a halibut in our radio show. Well, I love it. <laughs> if you if you've never had not halibut, even in Halifax. Halibut will trick you. It's a long story. For a long, long, <laughs> long uh, tail. It's a long story. It goes across most of America from Atla what, the Atlantic all the way to. Oh, it's uh, a north a north fish for sure. Well, you'll get well, it. All it's right. terrific. Nicole, right. talk to us. Yeah. What's been all happening right. at the store? What's somebody's talking to me right now? We um well we're it looks like coconuts becoming available again. So that's good. Uh cool whip and stuff is still put through the holiday season. The people who don't like to make their own pies and like to cheat and get the frozen pies, the Marie Callenders and the Edwards are still <laughs> on allocation. And Cool Whip's still going to be on allocation. And I know Cool Whip's a big oh, thing. Oh, don't do Cool Whip, folks. Come on. Huh? Come on. I said what? don't do Cool Whip, folks. You can do your own cream so easily. Well, you got to have a little uh, blender to do that, too. One of those little hand blenders. Not everybody's fully equipped. So, Actually, I think um, that you could probably beat cream without a blender. I think I've done that once because I was lazy. Sure, of course you can. Like you can make it into a big flum. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. And then the uh, heavy whipping cream and half and half are um, Land of Lakes especially are having some out of stock. Uh -oh. Again, that's a huge uh, uh -oh. holiday staple uh, for pies. I mean, everything. I mean, you use so much like macaroni and cheese, yeah. mashed potatoes. Is it just dessert. Land of Lakes or is it is it everything? It looks I had... like it just says Land of Lakes. So, but, okay. And that's kind of um, one, this one supplier that we get this from, AG, they, you know, they kind of have some more national brands. But, you know, we always have the local Kleinpeter and then we do, you know, Borden's still around and... Uh -huh. You know, so there are other, but people who are specific to Land O'Lakes, I know a lot of people, you know, specifically like Land O'Lakes, so if you like that, you probably want to grab it. Why not? Um, Good time to do not? it. Yeah. That's right. Rubbing alcohol is coming back for the people who have been looking for that, and I know I've heard a lot of people on the aisles, the rubbing alcohol was one of those things that were out, because people were using it, mixing it with the um, aloe, 
gel to make their own little hand sanitizers, but it looks like that's coming back. Yeah. I think it's like one quarter, one part alcohol to three parts aloe vera gel to make a hand sanitizer. Interesting. And then, yeah, I know. How do you like that? And then um, ham, let's see, processed, all those processed meat, you know, because of the plants are still limited. Not that I eat any of that too much, but some people do. But Hillshire uh-huh. Farm, and then that's a lot of people like their sausages. So that's yes, in I love the, sausages. Um, yeah, that's going to be on allocation. We did get a nice shipment of liver cheese back in, though. So, so that is back in the Applause store for right here. now. Um, let's see. Mm. The smaller shrimp, like the little gumbo shrimp and stuff like that. Those are in short supply. They're not gone, but like when you, you know, for dressings and stuff and stuffed bell peppers, the smaller shrimp. And merlotons. And merloton, yep. Melatons. Um, Melaton. <laughs> for Alan. Melaton, darling. Um, uh-huh. Pork's kind of steady. That's still good. Uh, poultry is good. Beef, you may see a little rise in the beef cost, but I mean, that has to do with, you know, the labor. And having people to slaughter and you know in the high, in the meat in the processing plants and all. Yeah. Uh huh. And then, okay. although Mardi Gras is canceled, king cake dough is going to be available, so we can still have king cakes even though we won't have Mardi Gras. <laughs> um. And then the hurricanes did. You'll find that, but it won't be too too long. You've got a maybe about a month and a half. Right. And then uh, with the hurricanes, Iota came through, and Central America was really hit hard there. So the melon crops, cantaloupes, honeydew, and watermelon, there's a little impact there. And then the satsuma and the navel oranges, like I talked about last, I guess last week or the week before, uh, Zeta came through here and messed up all of our navel oranges and satsumas. And then tomatoes, I was looking at some emails the other day. All kinds of tomatoes. There's all kinds of stuff going on with tomatoes, and that has to do with Zeta disrupting tomato crops. And the cost, tomatoes are going to be going up, the ones coming out out, out of Florida. But mm-hmm. a bunch of different varieties, like the like fresh, not just canned tomatoes, like the grape tomatoes, the heirloom tomatoes. So all your tomatoes and produce, if you see those going up, that's because of the yep. hurricane. Okay. And We're no, not getting a hurricane now, are no, we? No, hurricane. no hurricane. No, no. Actually, the season's over. The season ended two It's just about ago. over, yeah. 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 But you never know with these suckers. Yeah. You really never know. You're right, Tom. Yeah. But, um, but they always leave a lasting effect, too, because, like, poor Mr. Becknell, I mean, his farms were just leveled, you know, like, and they had, he had so much fruit that could have been picked, but... It, yeah. it couldn't, you know, they couldn't get to it in time. So, uh, so a lot of the, you know, the farmers are really they're trying to regroup. So that uh-huh. always leaves a lasting effect because it just uh-huh. comes through, and yeah. you know, it's it, you got to grow it. So it, you yep. have to kind of start you over, do. and you have to get somebody to pick it, and you got to do it at the right so, time, and that's kind of the key to everything. All right, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. we All will right. be right back with Nicole Dorignac and her report from the shelves. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef.
combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's Salad Dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Night and day, you are the one. All right, we are back. 556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you. We're talking to Matt right now, who we've discovered is quite the foodie and has a lot of interesting things to say. So, um, so that was sort of like a bonus he came in to fix the faucet, and we got some good tips from him. So we're going to actually mention those. Somebody's got to go to Moody's in Slidell and tell us what they think of the little lady in the back who's making her own tortillas and great Mexican tacos. It's not that hard. And we have to go to Don Taco. So these are things that we have learned from having Matt here fixing our faucet. You know, the good stuff comes from anywhere. You just never know. Five five six nine six nine six. We want to talk to Nicole Dorignac. She is here giving us her our weekly report on what's happening at the stores mm -hmm. in this weird COVID world. Okay, what else you got? All right. So the spice aisle, like we talked about, how McCormick yeah. was kind of getting an uptake on things. Well, obviously with the holidays and everybody buying everything, the spice aisle has been hit really hard. So the nutmeg and the cinnamon. What was that all, all about? Spice aisle. Well, that's. Well, that's like the um, holiday oh, cooking, but tossed, then because of, the, because of the shortages and the bottles and the caps, it's going to take them a little while. You know, just mm -hmm. when we were getting kind of leveled off again, now it's kind of hit hard again. It looks like the beginning of COVID. And wow. I have heard that toilet paper and stuff was, but we haven't experienced that just yet. So hopefully that was just a minimal panic. Um, Gatorade, remember we talked about Gatorade? I guess probably yeah. about two months ago. I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about 12 different Gatorade uh, items coming back. So that's good. And then um, the beige multigrain uh, English muffins are back, which I know a lot of people like those, and the cinnamon raisins, um, not just the plain ones. So it looks like some of the um, varieties, like the variation in what they do do, are all coming back. So that's... Uh -huh. A good thing and then nabisco looks like they're getting some things back into production um like the ritz crackers for a while we only had regular ritz but now we've got like the wheat the low sodium the reduced fat the every you know so their little 
varieties are all coming back as well. So that that's a good, you know, a good sign. Absolutely. Yeah, they're getting some production. Uh, we talked about peaches a long time ago. It looks like we're steady on peaches again. But Green Giant is having some problems, and I don't really exactly know why. I'm sure it's processing and plants, but the vegetables are on allocation. But that could also go into some of these hurricanes. Are we talking frozen or canned? Both. It says Green Giant vegetables on allocation, so I'm Hmm. pretty sure it's probably both. And usually they would denote one or the other, so Uh I'm, I'm... thinking it's probably both because of uh i think harvesting you know that that was kind of a problem with yeah. the beans and all mm-hmm. so uh so yeah green giant and then what else none of the grill mate stuff has come back uh they're still i guess i guess they had to get through the holiday and then get is, those. is grill mate you're talking about the spices yeah, those little kind of them mixed spices. They have like a Monterey yeah. or yeah. they uh-huh. have brown sugar bourbon or Chipotle. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I guess they were trying to get the norms back and then worried about the blend. But uh-huh. then they got hit hard with the holidays. What um, do you think is the... Can you can anybody hear this but yeah, me? Go ahead. What is the uh, on the North Shore, which I think is what we're talking about. North Shore. We're talking Shore. about Dorignacs. Oh, or Dorignacs. Nicole Dorignac talking about what, what you might find missing. Well, on the I, I, I'll finish this quickly, easily. Then uh, it, it is one of the most interesting things to look around the dynamic scene of uh, New Orleans mm-hmm. and and everything that comes with it. It seems that uh, the North Shore. And all of the uh, uh, type up with them are very much alike, and I think the best in the whole side. Yeah. And it's been that yep. way a long, long time. I mean, I'm talking about as much as forty, fifty dollars. Yeah, or years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I just just an observation just I've made. Drop that in, okay? All right. Well, That's goodbye, and hope we never <laughs> see you again. One well, we love, we one and only love. We keep on reading with love. Have those marvelous brushes. I told Matt, our new friend, that, that he funny needs to listen to the show. He's probably going to May you well. Mm-hmm. Yes, bravo. There All right, go. so go ahead. Back to you, Nicole. Yeah. Very good. All right. And then Campbell's soups, beef broth, chicken noodle, vegetable beef, uh, the chunky sirloin. You know, everybody likes that chunky sirloin. If you like the hearty, those, all those soups are coming back. So that's good. And let's see what else do I have. Um, for the Velveeta lovers, that's coming back. I don't use Velveeta, but I know a lot of people have to have it for their nachos um, with football season and all, you know. And they're low fat chips, yes. Yeah, and they're very much ready to go. And And then some (laughs) of the regular, you know, some of the jar pasta sauces that were out for a while are coming back. So we're starting to see a little bit of a, you know, of an uptake on things. It really seems like the the thing that's still affected the most is the seasonings and obviously the uh, wipes and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah. When worse comes to worse, you can just do salt and pepper. I know that oh, Don, I know that Don, the gourmet neighbor, and I were talking about how we were going to do the turkey, and I was saying that I didn't want to do 
uh, Tony Sachery's because it was really, really salty. And then, um, then I think he said, well, he, I think he did rosemary, sage, parsley, and thyme. But, mm -hmm. um, but I did a couple of things. I just did salt, pepper, and thyme, and it came out really great. So, you know, you don't necessarily yeah, have good. to have all those complicated spices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tom I does. You should see what pepper. Tom does with his yeah. breakfast every morning. Oh, well, you know. But yeah. Tom is the ultimate foodie, so he has to do that. <laughs> he does like four or five different things on his eggs. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> you know, this came up twice over the weekend. What's that? Uh, it, I uh, like that place that we were talking about there very briefly, uh, the breakfast place in Mand in Covington. Uh-huh. And uh, people get... Martina Bella. Uh, Martina Bella. Uh -huh. And I get a little bit of rash on it uh, because people wonder, you know, what is this? And uh, every time I go there, I get to know a lot of people, most of whom I've never actually met until now. But by the time of oh, like 10 minutes after I start in on this, I'm talking to a bunch of people who are very happy to sit down and talk about what else is going, uh, uh, people that they know, and uh, funny shopping in the politics and all of that. So uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, let me recommend that to you. And also, generally speaking, on the North Shore, lots of good places to dine for breakfast. Not just, they have also the uh, buffets, not the buffets, the, the place that has the, uh, the buffet. But this one, is, I think is a lot closer and just, I don't know, something about it makes me home, I'm at home. Yeah. All right, All right. Uh, yep. <clears throat> yeah. All right, what else you got? What do you got? Um, I don't know. I think that's about it. We're just getting we're get, getting ready to gear up for Christmas now. Getting all the hams and the turkeys and all of that. We're just you know so mm -hmm. just waiting for the next rush. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking I've got to go and get some cream because if cream, cream is gonna if cream is going out on me, we can't do without cream. Cream. Yeah, I mean for holidays. On, uh, soup. <laughs> <laughs> I missed something here. Everything I was thinking about you last night because I was doing my um I was cooking something last night with cream. I was making what a was cream it? sauce. Oh, okay. It's a secret. No, I'm teasing. Oh, I did two versions of turkey poulet with my left. Oh, over. you did? You did? Yes, I did. Okay, I did. well tell us. Where's my sister? I Is did. my sister here? Did she call in? She's, she was going to the doctor today, so she might not be done. Oh. She is not. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So, go ahead. no, I had um, some St. Joseph bread, so I cut the St. Joseph bread in little, like, circles. I cut it a little bit too thick, though, but I made, like, my little my Parmesan bechamel. Oh, hello. And what happened? I did turkey, bacon, and I used some of my leftover cream spinach and Gouda cheese for one version. Mm. And turkey, then I did the bacon. other one. And then Tell I did me the about that like turkey. She was making I turkey had, poulet. So which poulet, one did you like better, the more that. complicated one, the fancier one, or the regular one? Well, they they were both really good. I needed more cheese on the Gouda one, so uh -huh. I'm going to get another bag of Gouda cheese today because I'm going to uh -huh. cheat and use already shredded so I don't have to shred mm -hmm. more. And okay. when I warm it tonight, I'm going to add more cheese to it because uh -huh. the one that was cheesier was really a little better. But I think with more Isn't cheese. Isn't everything better with cheese? Everything's better with cheese and cream. Yes. So, um, but they were both really good. So, and I was, I just, I don't know, I was 
like, what do I do with all of this? And I was like, oh, spinach, turkey, bacon, stew. That sounds good. So go. I tried it, and it okay. worked. It worked. Now, did, so. you, did you do spinach and artichoke, or did you do spinach madeleine? No, you have to it was be like, living in Baton Rouge to get that. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You go to uh, if you go to. Uh, uh, it originated in Baton Rouge. Huh? It originated in Baton Rouge. In Baton Rouge, you yeah. get there. You get the what? What are they? Some spinach kind of Madeline. Vince. Yeah. Spinach Madeline. Mitch Madeline. <laughs> and uh, if you want to read it here in New Orleans, you to make other special occasions. Spinach Madeline. Okay, so now let me ask you this, Nicole. You would be a perfect person to ask this because this was a big thing on the show mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. It was where do you find a replacement for that? tube garlic cheese that everyone needs in their spinach madeleine. I know that you have had this question posed to you. All right, let's hear it. Have you? What's the question? Well, spinach madeleine, one of the controversial items on the list of ingredients for Uh uh, Mm -hmm. spinach madeleine is a little tube of garlic processed cheese. You don't know what I'm oh, talking really? about? Not exactly. Yeah. Tell yeah, me some like more. It's like a no. big, yeah, and there was, and, and for some reason, it was not, it was discontinued, which wreaked havoc, I tell hmm. you, havoc with people in New Orleans, like my niece, who makes spinach madeleine every year for holidays, and there's always a story about something that went wrong with her spinach madeleine. And one year she said, well, there's no cheese. And I just couldn't believe it. So we, we had other people calling the show looking for this mysterious cheese. Well, it looks like from the little bit of Google research I just did, you can yeah. use Monterey Jack cheese. And then well, you could add garlic to it. If my sister was with us, and I hope she does call after the makes the spinach madeleine so she would have a much more intricate detailed report on just what all the hoopla was about because um it was kind of traumatic in her family because the spinach madeleine was yeah i guess i don't know the answer to that is because we never used tube cheese (laughs) yeah but you have to if you're Mm. doing this spinach madeleine evidently it's like the central ingredient in spinach madeleine right the traditional New Orleans method of making it requires this fake tube cheese. All right, I'm going to have to look into that and yeah. see what, what the well, deal is. My sister calls. used to make one. Your sister yeah. did? Uh-huh. Yeah, but what she did, it was, uh, oh, wait, do we need to go to a break? Um, he, what she did was hers was Okay, all wait, like wait, you have finished. to hold on because we have the hard break at the bottom of the hour uh, right now for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We will be back with Nicole Dorignac, and I hope my sister to talk about turkey leftovers. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. The CDC revises quarantine guidelines if you've been exposed to COVID. Brooke Thornton explains. We would have liked to do it earlier, but you want to be sure about these things. You can't rush these. This is an important recommendation. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary Admiral Brett Girard says data shows the risk of spreading COVID is reduced after 10 days. So now if you've been exposed, you can quarantine for 10 days as opposed to 14. 
And if you test negative after five days, you can quarantine for seven. So even though we're surging with the number of cases, we do feel it is absolutely safe for that 10-day quarantine or seven-day with the test. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And State Treasurer John Schroeder is currently in the hospital right now after testing positive for COVID-19. He's being treated and a press release from the treasurer's office says he is responding favorably to that treatment and experiencing little discomfort. Statewide, we've reported another 2,774 cases today. LRN. Tiger Red. Tiger Red. Hey, here we go, here we go. Are you ready for football? Here at Tiger Rack, we know this is the most anticipated football season since last football season. You want fluff, eat a marshmallow. I like the taste. But if you want the dirt, Tiger Rack's got the shovel. The only way to get more info on LSU sports is by wiretapping a coach. Tiger Rack Magazine. On newsstands today and online at TigerRack.com. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, indeedy. We have my sister. We have actually Alan on. If Alan can hold for just a second, unless he wants to get on the conference call with us. But my sister is on the phone. Hey, Syl. Hey, Marian. Okay, so I have, we have a... Hi. We have. Hey, Sylvia, how you doing? Good. How okay, you? is everybody good with their salutations? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are, and uh, you know it's it's. Okay, so wait. I, I have this burning question for Syl though, because we had this what? conversation about the tubed garlic cheese from Spinach Madeline mm-hmm. that Sylvia's daughter always is looking for. Because do you remember this whole thing when the Spinach Madeline tube cheese was removed yes. from the market, Syl? What happened? Oh, Tell us about that. Well, you couldn't get that anymore, so then you had we just made it up to uh we had to figure out what oh my gosh, Marion, I'm not home to look in my cookbook, but um I think I added uh I know I added Tabasco and um and the um what do you call that? The uh 
pepper jack cheese, but right, I don't right. you know, know exactly how much. But besides the Tabasco, you know, what I was think the it was product, green. Though? I think it's green the... Tabasco. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh, what was the product? What was it called it's... that was removed? And why was it removed? And when was it removed? It was uh, oh, more it's... or less what we had been used to custom, uh, but a little bit more in it. And so you, you uh-huh. have to book ahead a little. Uh, and also, there are a lot of people who wind up really putting, gosh, somehow save us uh, so we can get a seat. Yeah. It was a yellow, it was a tube of yellow cheese, and it was, what, like about four inches long? Yeah. And, um, mm. and it was just that right, uh, you know, that right pepperiness, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Right. Spiciness. Uh-huh. Kick, and, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, and uh, but I honestly, it, it's been decades. It's been a few decades, you know. Oh, okay. So Nicole 20, found it. It's craft garlic years. cheese roll. Yes, yes, okay. yes. I remember seeing that. Now we just never used it. I would imagine <laughs> that would have been a real thing at Dorignac's because because Dorignac's is a real New Orleans store, mm-hmm. and this is yep. a real New Orleans dish. And I'll bet yeah. you, you might have repressed the memory of everyone in a panic looking for the garlic cheese roll, but I think you probably had a serious run on it at that time. Uh-huh. It's probably, what, 10 years ago, Sil? How long ago? Oh, at least 10 years ago. At yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's figured it out. They've moved on with their lives. But now you say, Nicole, there's a company called Deep South Dish, or Deep South Dish is what... Is, is no, what that is... That's the um, it's like the a alternative or something. Okay. Yeah, and but it looks like they use Velveeta. Okay. Oh so, gosh! And then some, some, <laughs> I hate, some I hate Velveeta. <laughs> they use well, some recipes say they use cube pepper jack, like oh. what Sylvia Hello. just said. Hello. Yeah, it's uh-huh. Epicurious. Here we are. We got yeah. you. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now that we've gone past the garlic cheese, let's get to Alan. <laughs> Alan, did you want to talk to the ladies? Do we have Alan's theme song? Oh, no. no. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, <gasps> Louis has, Louis's not feeling so good. Uh, oh, no. He's, he's oh, up no. here quarantining with me ever since he came up here to visit <laughs> Seattle. He's, he's stuck in my house right now. And oh, um, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's great having him here. Let me tell yeah, you. I'll but, bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Nicole, um, I heard you say uh, the, the <laughs> Melaton. And uh, I was thinking that Danny Grunt was on earlier this week, and in hearing all the New Orleans uh, accents, I'm, I'm thinking I'm back in Mid City. It, it's just been great. But you know, there's another way of saying uh, Merloton, and I don't know if, uh, if 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 anybody else has heard it, but Melaton, no, Melaton, like with an L instead of R. Uh, okay. It, mm. I don't like that no. one, Alan. Actually, <laughs> yeah. And I hear... Maybe it was a different part of town. I don't know. No. <laughs> anyway. It depends on what, what ward you're from. There you go. <laughs> I've heard you some ward say... Melaton. Melaton, yeah. I've heard some people say Melaton. They sure do, and they don't know what to do about it. That's probably Mayor. Sounds like something she would say. Let's uh, let me interrupt everybody here and say, "Hey, we have a a, not an interruption. I wouldn't say, but we are talking with a a number of people, about you know four 
or so uh, about melatons. Yeah, it's that's it. The yeah. the melabond or you know whatever. Melatons. It, yeah, I, I'm just messing around with it. Uh -huh. But uh, it this is something that is uh, now an, an major part of the hey where you are on the show uh, and that, that hit uh, pretty quickly but uh, then again um, those uh, melatons are another thing of themselves so They're nothing is what they you are know, They're nothing. you know what Tom you, <laughs> you know have what, to stop eating up I've already melatons. eaten up my, my leftovers of the melatons from your, Thanksgiving your melatons. oh my god I love them yeah. I mean, no, my leftovers. Is that what, the stuff with the crab meat and shrimp? Melaton. No, just shrimp. I mean, crab meat. I mean, no. What? Just shrimp. shrimp. Just shrimp, yeah. <laughs> Anything they want. And usually okra is, and uh, not only okra so much, but uh, a couple other things that appear there. They're, they're, they're sausages. Uh, in in their light damaged sausages. You know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, if you put like an Italian sausage dressing in melaton, it would be okay. I mean, melaton Ugh, is nothing, yeah. and so I whatever you put clash. in it is what it is. What? I think that would clash. I don't know. What? That's the problem. I don't know. I think it would taste. If you have, if you assert nothing, then you can't clash with anyone. It's like being a universal donor. You know, it's like it has a little sweetness. To it. There's a little yeah. flavor. It does. it does, but you have to oh, watch it's for it because it's not that sweetie. It's not a little bit, no, but, but yes. <laughs> and it stinks. The pot nothing. that, the pot that I boiled it in stinks. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. Did we lose Alan it's in the here food somewhere? show. We're here. Mary, Mary, I've been thinking about you all week because uh, I remember you say you add stock. You make your own stock and uh, you add it to dishes. And for the first time, I, I called dibs on that 12 pound turkey that Gina's family, that, that her mom made, and I made stock out of it. And um, I was, that's, that's quite a process. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and straining it at the end took like, I think it, it almost felt like that took about an hour getting it through cheesecloth. And, but oh, it, it, Alan. It's no. so worth it. It, it's so it is. It. it wouldn't be worth it if I did it that way. You open, to me, I'm too lazy for all that. There's a pot. You fill it with water. You put the turkey in there. You let it boil. When it's done, you, you strain it with a strainer and not with cheesecloth, just a strainer. And then all the stuff that you want to pick through, you pick through. And that's it. I mean, I I would never go through a lot of trouble. That's with that. what I do with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're at the end of the year uh, I mean, and I, now because it's it's about time for for uh, not yet, not yet. Well, so it's it will be seeing it's yeah, it you and you. I'll be seeing you <laughs> with all the empire tortured praise. Hey, you. diamond news, take the bay. It is okay. So. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tom's like a little, um, like a little jack in the box that you roll out, and then he sings a little bit, and then he comes back. Yeah. So we're gonna well, wait for Tom to say something again. What, Alan? I, I was gonna say, I think I started too late in the day with my stock. Now, uh, you make it sound simple, but it, actually, it, it did. It took it took about five or six hours, I think, because oh I had it on. Oh, <laughs> okay, so Alan, really there's an easy it. way. There's an easy way for doing things, and a hard way for doing it. So Ron, the gourmet everything, calls up and says, "Okay, I've got a turkey. 
I'm going to insert Indian spices in one side of it and Italian spices in the other side of it. And Don the Gourmet Neighbor says, I'm going to brine my turkey for four days. And I pulled the turkey out the morning of Thanksgiving. I rinse it off. I put it in a, in a throwaway roaster. I stuff the cornbread dressing in it. I throw some onion, carrot, celery, and some of the water from the stock of the gizzards and all that stuff that I just took it out of the turkey, threw it in a pot of water, let it start you know, making stock, and then it went into the bottom of the turkey, and that was it. Yeah. Salt, pepper. I mean, you know, you can make everything really complicated, or you can make it simple, or you can make it somewhere in between. And I don't necessarily think, and this might be blasphemous, but I don't necessarily think that in a taste, the extra work that you're doing is going to taste. Well, it, it, we know it's coming, and so that's enough. And then when well, you start talking, then you, uh, you, you'll you see whether you're happy facing with the other people there. And it all aids up to a yeah. pretty good bit of happiness to me. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd be happiness to it's be happy. part of you because you, you, you'd be amazed at yeah. how happy, happy it, is it is out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you know, are very happy you know, and a lot that aren't. Go ahead. What? You know, you know what? Uh, what you were talking about, the straining and Alan with going through all of that with the cheesecloth, just doing it through a strainer, as long as you get all the little bones and things out that, yeah, you know, right. one in there, the... Um, yeah. The rest of it is is just fine. It just adds to it. Yeah, and sure. exactly. Uh, That's the way I feel. As long and, as you, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it have to doesn't, be pure at all. No. Yeah. You know? That's right. Well, you're not Martha you Stewart. Just do it. A certain amount of time. I was traumatized. I, I tried doing a, a stock a couple of years ago, <laughs> and I didn't, when I strained it, I didn't put a bowl underneath it, and all <laughs> of it went down the drain, and I was oh. so mad at myself for being so dumb that uh, I would have cried. Um, I didn't approach it until this time. So and I wanted to do it perfectly and they I read, you know, I did research and they said, Oh, a, a, a twelve pound turkey that's gonna take about five or six hours for the for you to for the bones to get rubbery and and, and the onion and the celery has to just mm -hmm. become mushy and but I will say this, the next day it was gel gelatinous. It was. Mm -hmm. I, I, was yeah. mm -hmm. I thought, do I add water to this now or what? I, but mm -hmm. when I I didn't, I just made a wonderful yeah. turkey noodle soup that ooh, ooh, ooh. It's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. the that best. I'm good. very proud of myself. Yeah. But also, uh, that you, sounds good. Uh, you that inspired sounds me, Marianne, and and. Oh, good. Uh, oh. It's good to know that it, it doesn't have to be that hard. Next time, yeah. I'm going to probably do a chicken and just just yes. do it that way, like you yeah. say. You know, when I make jambalaya, I put a smoked chicken in a pot, and it just sits there boiling. I put nothing the else beer, in it. I just drop it fruits. right in. No, no, no and, root beer. Just the chicken in a pot. Yeah. And then I start with the vegetables and uh, the sausage on one side, and then um, when it's time to take stock out of the pot i just start spooning it out as much as i need and it's just like it's so simple just keep the pot of you know bones in one section and you cook with it and then when you're done you know put it in the freezer i've got like so much stock in here actually 
Don, the gourmet neighbor, shamed me out of a rotisserie chicken. So up uh -oh. until that time, I had about 12 of those things in the freezer. And now I, I'm paranoid to eat them. So now that I've got to do my own roast chicken, it's the, 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 the production of stock has slowed down considerably. <clears throat> All right, we're going to take a break. And we'll be right back if you want to get in on this. 556-9696. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Annadel's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadel's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. It's good to feel young, isn't it? Sylvia feels young. She just had a birthday two days ago, and I feel young. I have one coming up in three days, so we're separated by 11 years and one week. Yep. So, happy yep, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> so, we lost Alan. We lost Alan, which is too bad. So, wait. Um, so, Sylvia's the Sagittarius Club? She is. Wait, yep. She's in the Sagittarian Club. Yep. You're in the oh, Sagittarius Club too. You too, Nicole? Sylvia's not yep. really Sylvia's not really a typical Sagittarian though. She's not. Well, what exactly well, she's is that? The That's why. <laughs> she's got some water in her. <laughs> okay, that must be it. That must That's be why it. she's okay. balanced and not fiery and explosive yeah. like we are. There you go. And my yeah. my are out of control for my Capricorn's cuff because <laughs> I have I a little earth on mine because I'm okay. the 19th of December. <clears throat> you are. Well, I'm pure fire. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. So I'm pure yeah, fire. Right. Yes. All right. So, um, Syl, what'd you do with your leftovers? <laughs> I ate every bit of it. <laughs> What did you serve for Thanksgiving? Well, I went to Eileen's, and it, there mm -hmm. were there were six of us. The, the, mm -hmm. You know, the four of them, and Gary and I, and we sat, you know, very much apart outside. And um, I didn't ask you about your seating yeah. arrangement. I said, "What'd you eat?" <laughs> we had well, I made melaton, and uh, Eileen made the yeah, no the, um, 
spinach madeleine and uh, the string bean artichoke casserole, and she had the turkey and the gravy and the macaroni, Gary made macaroni. And um, Claire likes to make the crab, the crab dip in phyllo cups, and uh-huh. it was just a wonderful, delicious afternoon. Yeah, a, nice, <laughs> a nice time. Um, you know what yeah. I was told by Des? Des is our sister-in-law, who's who is the originator of the recipe that has been passed around. As we talked about this before Thanksgiving, the string bean artichoke uh, casserole. Um, mm-hmm. I sent some home for them, and I asked her if I did her proud, and she said it was really good, but I use about twice as much garlic. So I used five cloves of garlic, and she said, Absolutely. oh. Yeah, I love so, garlic. Do you use it. a whole pod? Do you use a whole pod? Oh, God, no, no, but like the five, yeah. Five uh-huh. or six is good. Yeah, well, that's what I I use. love garlic. Um. All right, so, uh, Nicole, what did you serve for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, we had, all right, turkey and ham, and I did the uh, Swamp Top Praline Cream Soda uh, instead of Coca-Cola or 7-Up on the, for the root beer, I mean, for the ham glaze. I know y'all do mm. root beer. So that came out pretty good, and it actually passed the child test because she's the ham girl, and she said it was actually really good, so I'm allowed to do that again. And then we did, I actually, I didn't realize it, but I had all vegetables. So I did melaton. I did my own green bean casserole, like, from scratch, like the sauce from scratch and all. And then I did cream spinach, cornbread dressing, and my turkey. So I didn't even have macaroni. Oh, and we had mashed sweet potatoes and, ma- like, sweet potato casserole and mashed regular potatoes. So okay. I didn't even have oh, that's a lot. So you, you had three? There was just three of you, right? Well, and my daughter's boyfriend. So, so four of you. <laughs> four. Oh wow. Four. He, he came uh-huh. over in the afternoon, so he helped. He helped eat too. He's a growing boy, so mm-hmm. so yeah. really four of us. Though it's a lot of food, but I always do that. Um, I do the same meal, and I do the same amount, no matter you know who's coming. I know. Well, you so can't. You can't. You can't separate a ham or a turkey. I mean, it's like there it is. It's a ham. It's a turkey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm usually the, I, I'm the only one that says that I like turkey. But then when the turkey's there, then everybody wants to eat it. So that's why I do both. And I how'd you do your turkey? Food. I um, well, I took it out of its little wrapper and I let it sit in the refrigerator for, I guess, a day, like a full day, maybe a day and a half. I did it like one night. I did it on Tuesday night, so then Thursday morning it was ready to cook, and then I did salt. Well, pepper, salt, and white pepper on the inside and the outside, because that's how my mom always did it. And then Mm -hmm. I took celery, onion, bay leaf, and carrot, and I shoved all that in the cavity of it. And then I always put, like, baby carrots and stuff in the, and onion in the pan, like you said you did. So I always do that to kind of make my drippings kind of like sort of like a stock and then i took the neck and the gizzards out and i made my own stock on the stove with that in a little small pot and then i didn't do my bacon this year on the turkey i really just kind of wanted to do one just kind of traditional without all the crazy bacon um and so i did that and i just i baked it and it came out really good i did the honeysuckle white turkey which is 
like the one my mom used to always, she never really did butterball. She always did that honeysuckle white one mm-hmm. and a fresh turkey. I always do a fresh turkey, not a frozen turkey. Oh, uh-huh. And it came out really, really good. And I do it breast down first for the first like three hours. And then I turn it over and cook it till it pops. So this little thing pops out. You know what? I didn't notice. Nice oh, what well, you did. I guess you did. Maybe it comes in that one. I didn't notice a thermometer pop out of mine. So did you do a butterball? I didn't do it. I didn't. Oh, do you didn't turkey. do a turkey at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I, don't um, I was I was looking for it because I used to have it, but I didn't see did. it. Maybe we ate it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. You would have known if you would have eaten. <laughs> okay, so, um, so the uh, the the gizzards and the neck and all that stuff. Um, I threw it all in a pan of water, but I had mm-hmm. like a little problem throwing the heart in there. That seemed kind of gross to me. Does that is that something that everybody does? Sure. Yeah, I'm not uh, doing what. I mean, what kind I of I did the whole bag of, of innards. I did all that, yeah. and I just put it all mm-hmm. in the pot, and that's how I started the stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't ever leave the pieces in it. Like, my mom would always leave, like, the pe- Well, my mom would sometimes roast them in just the uh, oven and eat them, like, just, well. But I always put them in my stock, and I do use the gizzard, the heart, and the neck, you know, for the, you know, I guess because that's part of the thing that was in that bag, it all went into a stock. Whatever was in that bag went into stock. Yeah, but I don't chop it up and put it in my gravy after it goes out. Oh, with, no, no, you know, no. It no, goes no. out with, you know. It, it went with the dog is what happened. Yeah. With, with the I did take the neck, though. The I did take the neck and I put it in with the turkey to roast because yeah, well, the neck doesn't good. offend I, me as much as the heart and gizzards do. What? And I like <laughs> the turkey neck, the meat, when it cooks off into the yeah. gravy, those little yeah. slivers of meat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. So that's why yeah, I did mine too. like that. Yeah, it was. Want to hear a gross story? <laughs> sure. Marion, our cousin's grandmother, a long time ago, and I'm not going to tell you who, but um, she—that uh, was after you know our aunt died, and her and her mother, you know, did thir- did the turkey that year, and she did not. You know how you normally wash the turkey and you get that bag yeah. of stuff out of it? Yeah. Well, she yeah. didn't, and they found out oh. when they were going to slice to cut up the turkey after it was roasted. Yeah. You know yeah. what? You know what I discovered? They really do need the turkey hotline. They really do. I thought, gosh, how hard can this be? But I was thinking, oh, well, what should I do with this? What should I do with this? And then I almost threw my knife away because it got tangled up in all the stuff. And I thought, you know what? I see I see why they have that turkey hotline. Mm, goodness. Well, they didn't have that 70 years ago. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. Oof. All right, girls. I bid you adieu. We have to go. We are out of time. Okay. That was quick. It was fun. It went really all right. quick. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Bye, y'all. Take care. Next time. Bye, Bye Sylvia. Bye, Mary. Bye. All right. So there they go, the two chicks for the throwdown. We just didn't really do a throwdown today because we just wanted to report on what everybody did for uh, Thanksgiving and <clears throat> and what happened to their leftovers. And I didn't give mine, which was, I did talk about the, the turkey, but uh, the leftovers, I'm most impressed with the, the way the leftovers went. We managed to get rid of absolutely everything. And that was, now that was using the additional uh, 
mouth of the boyfriend who was really enthusiastic about the, all the food and he is still marveling about it so that's good all right five five six nine six oh you know what i'm not even gonna say it. it's like an automatic thing i almost wake up in the morning saying five five six nine six nine six but we are done for the day and i want to tell you that if you've missed any of the show go to nomenu.com that's n-o-m-e-n-u.com the food show and come as it was any other day and the podcast will be there and you'll and be, you, you'll, uh, you'll, happiness, uh, you'll be happy. Make happiness and happiness. You'll, you'll figure out a night. A lot there you of go. Things. It's all about the happiness. Especially so, if you like a growth in. Yeah. Um, a, uh, yeah, for sure. Mexican food. It's real. All right. So nomenu.com. Also, if you want to tell a friend about the show, please do that because they probably would like to, you know, drop out for just two hours and talk about something other than everything else out there. They can listen by downloading the Simple Radio app from anywhere and typing in 990 New Orleans and voila, there you are. Crystal clear for uh, the food show from two to four Thank every weekday. Thank you very much for doing it. We have our uh, newsletter. You can sign up for that on nomenu.com. You go to the website and you'll see a place for uh, sign up and you get the newsletter twice. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love to have you follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. All kinds of ways to talk about food and read about food. We have events there. We have people who are just opening after COVID. We have uh, all kinds of uh, vintage pieces from Tom. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And we are done for the day, WGSO New Orleans. It is 4 o'clock. We'll see you Mike and Savage, join me in the Savage Nation right here on 990 AM WGSO in New Orleans. Give me 15 minutes and I'll give you the real America. But instead, he says Democrats are focusing on cats and cannabis. They're going to outlaw big tigers and then they're going to legalize cannabis. They're picking weed over the workers. They're picking marijuana over helping the much-needed money we need to go forward. The California Republican speaking at his weekly press conference in Washington, D.C. One of the nation's top infectious disease experts is encouraging Americans to stay home over the holidays and forego traditional gatherings indoors. Coronavirus Task Force member Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, The effect of Thanksgiving is going to be realized two weeks from now, literally as we're getting into the traveling season for Christmas and Hanukkah. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I've had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Delta Airlines is partnering with the CDC to become the first airline to launch coronavirus contact tracing 
for travelers arriving in the United States. Delta announcing the voluntary program, which will begin December 15th. President Trump told Americans in a video message why he hasn't conceded and why his campaign has pursued litigation in several states. The president saying we are going to defend the honesty of the vote by ensuring every legal ballot is counted and that no illegal ballots are counted. Republican senator from Louisiana John Kennedy reacts to the president's comments. The president has every right to say, to offer his opinion about the election. He has every right to go to court and contest the, res the results of the election. And you have every right to disagree. But that doesn't, <clears throat> that doesn't degrade democracy. That elevates it. That audio courtesy of Fox News. You're listening to USA Radio News. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's, on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Evening skies tonight under clouds. More clouds coming in tomorrow, too. The rain chance will trail off tonight. Could be a patch to left over tonight or the morning tomorrow. But a mostly dry and chillier Friday is on the way for us. Overnight chillier to the 40s to near 50. The afternoon tomorrow stays only in the upper 50s. Saturday sunny skies, 40s for the morning. And the afternoon in the upper 50s. 50s to Sunday, but a few clouds come back. Stays mostly dry. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as, as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now here's your host, Tim McNally. All right, on a Thursday afternoon, we hope you're okay uh, coming through it. Have you noticed today has sort of 
denigrated a, a little bit. We had a little sunshine earlier. That is no longer the case. It is warmer than it was yesterday. It's 72 degrees out there right now. Uh, these humidity levels are, uh, are climbing. And uh, according to the feel-like temperature, which is always a fun one to look at, uh, the uh, it's 72 on there also. We're going to drop down a little bit as we go into the evening, which is typical, except yesterday when the temperature went up as we went into the nighttime. But uh, today it is... Uh, uh, coming, uh, gonna gonna stay around uh, the lower 70s, and uh, we're looking at a good chance of rain uh, coming in this evening, uh, eight eight o'clock uh, to about midnight. Uh, there'll be some rain, and that's gonna linger till the morning hours. So uh, if you were caught in that traffic this morning out on Carrollton, uh, both ways. Power lines went down across the Pontchartrain Expressway uh, out there. In fact, I, I guess that's I-10 technically. Uh, but uh, everything in both directions stopped. It took them about two hours to get it uh, to get it going and uh, in a better direction. So, uh, but that's all cleared up. Although there may still be some lingering uh, jams there. So go slow through that area, please, uh, just to be sure that you are on the right side of not having an accident at all out there. Uh, we are um, um, not now for crying. You come this far, don't have an accident now for crying out loud. Um, we are looking uh, at uh, some pretty nice weather uh, coming our way uh, after this rain gets out of here. It's going to be chilly. It's going to feel like winter. It's going to feel like yesterday. Uh, tomorrow, we're not supposed to be out of the 50s. Uh, so, uh, and that will go on for the next bunch of days. But after this rain gets through here, that should, that, that rain should be out of our, uh, out of our lives, at least for that period of time. Um, I respect everyone who's trying to go through the holiday season as if it actually uh, is normal. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. Uh, you might as well go, you know, um, it, it's one of those act like nothing happened kind of things. But uh, so if you've got your plans taken care of to get to, to get your Christmas stuff together and, and, and uh, making New Year plans and all that, I am assuming that if you're going to go out and dine and that sort of thing, that you're making those phone calls first. Uh, and make those reservations as we go along. Uh, there are a lot of businesses in town that will certainly appreciate your patronage, and they have done their best at decorating. The French Quarter is uh, feeling very festive uh, up on Ferret Street and Oak Street and Harrison Avenue and those thoroughfares out in the neighborhoods. They've, they've done some decorating. So, um, and, of course, you can go through the celebration in the Oaks. This year it's all in your car kind of thing, and you're going to need to be in touch with City Park um, and uh, and buy a ticket before you go uh, in, into that situation. You can't just drive up and say, I'm here, here's your money, let me in. You're going to need to have a specific day and a specific time assigned to your entry. So uh, don't, don't just uh, do that and, and put uh, those folks um, uh, down, uh, put them in a bad position who are watching the gates. They just, they just can't let you in. That isn't going to happen this year. But it is all drive-through except for the train experience, and that is going on uh, as it has in years past. 
Um, and uh, so, uh, again, uh, an attempt at normalcy is kind of where we're all rolling, and uh, that's, uh, that's what we hope to accomplish. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk of immunization going on, and there will be immunization in Louisiana in about a week or 10 days. The first um, the responders line it should be uh, in uh, retirement homes and then it'll be the folk, uh, people who are uh, old 70 maybe 60 there is some cutoff point there immunization is so you have to go and get in uh, which will not fully protect you but it is a uh, by middle of May, and we will have the bulk of this population immunized, uh, certainly by the summertime. Uh, maybe we can get back to some normalcy then, and, and hopefully we can, can do what is we enjoy and enjoying our city, enjoying its music, enjoying culture, sitting in restaurants without fear. And then uh, um, maybe uh, we'll see some uh, uh, activity that is associated with the festivals we've missed. Uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. There, plans to festival in some. It may not be an international event that we know, but. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. 
Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'oeuvre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot of dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked. So they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. World-renowned Brennan's Restaurant is steeped in wine. And for the first time in 70 years, its award-winning wine program is led by an all-woman team. I'm Braith Tidwell, the wine director at Brennan's, and my gifted team of certified sommeliers stand ready to pair the perfect bottle from our vast cellar of 1,400 selections and 15,000 bottles with your fabulous meal. Brennan's fabled two-story cellar has it all, including a deep collection of French burgundies, limited-run California vintages, and over 100 selections of champagne and sparkling wines. Hey, New Orleans, Jack Jelenko again, local wine guy. Winter is right around the corner, and that means perfect weather for a delicious red wine. Yamhill Valley Vineyards Estate Pinot Noir. It's a wonderfully balanced red wine from the oldest family estate in McMinnville, Oregon, in the Willamette Valley. This is the real McCoy, an estate wine, not a bulk wine from Oregon with a private label stuck on it. And it's a great value, around 20 bucks. Ask for it wherever you buy wine. Yamhill Valley Vineyard. Cheers. We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Listeners to the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show make New Orleans the cultured spot on the map that it is. Your message can reach these active people who give our area its reputation as a key destination for great food, amazing beverages, unmatched history, culture, and phenomenal music. These are the people who deserve to hear about you. Call WGSO at 522-5461 and let's get you and your message on the air on the road to sales success. Hey, New Orleans, Jack Jelenko again, local wine guy. With the holidays right around the corner, gatherings may look a little different this year. But what isn't different is that good champagne will play an important role in our celebrations. There's nothing better than champagne. Come on, after this year, you deserve it. I recommend Champagne Trebo, a small family producer near Epernay in the heart of Champagne. They've been making champagne for 95 years, and you won't be disappointed. Ask for it wherever you buy fine wine. Champagne Trebo. Cheers. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager, Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most 
beautiful restaurants in New Orleans because Bruce Stars is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture of Bruce Stars. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Bruce Stars on wines and on food. Bruce Stars Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's, on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Henry, are you listening? Good golly, Miss Molly. You sure like the ball. Oh, my God. Some of these lyrics, if you listen to them from back in the day when there was a lot of uh, censorship, are really stretching out the whole deal. Uh, uh, the wonder, You know, all that 1950s rhythm and blues stuff. Speaking of that, here's a guy that barely remembers those day and times. Uh, he was there, but he has a lousy memory. Eric Cook's with us from Gree Gree Restaurant. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great today. How you doing, my friend Tim? Always good to be on the show with you. Always nice to have you, buddy. You are a, a welcome uh, sight and voice for sore ears. Yeah, it's good to be back in action. It's good to be open down on Magazine Street and seeing some friends and just trying to get back into some kind of normality. You know, it's been a long, strange trip, man. Oh, you know, and we're almost maybe, we hope, near the end, but we're not quite there yet. Tell us about Grigri. What are you trying to do down there? Well, man, you know, we're just trying to get back, uh, you know, to being, you know, what we've always wanted to be, and that's just a great neighbor. You know, we love our neighborhood. We love our city. And, uh, you know, it's been difficult for everyone, obviously. And, uh, you know, we're just blessed and lucky that we're open right now. Um, we're just trying to, you know, take it day by day. I guess that's really the, you know, what everyone can do right now. You know, I know everybody in, in the industry and in the restaurants and the bars or, you know, in small businesses everywhere are feeling it, you know. But, um, you know, I think if you take it one day at a time and you, and you just get back to enjoying, you know, the whole reason, you know, why you're in it, um, you know, seeing friends and, and making people happy. And if you just start with that again, if we start just locally taking care of our friends and taking care of our family and taking care of our guests who are coming to see us every day, 
you know, maybe we can stack up a couple of days, maybe we stack up a couple of weeks, and before you know it, there might be some light at the end of this tunnel we've been in, you know? Man, I love that, buddy. That's just a great attitude, and I know that you have always had it. Um, we, I, I think if we, as you said, take it day by day, and then we look back and go like, wow, that was two weeks I've been doing this, and now it's a yeah. month, and now it's two months, this works. And it won't be long, I hope. Uh, I'm thinking going into uh, March or April, it won't be long that we'll be uh, wondering what do we do with these uh, these uh, masks and what do we do with all these swabs? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that day. Obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's going to be. Good, Your health's man. been good, huh? You've been you've been you've missed the boat on this thing, huh? They, they health, your health is good. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just been uh, you know, it's it's like we said, you know, it's. It, the city has, has done everything we can do. I think you know we, we've we've yep. been responsible. Yep. You know we, we've listened to leadership. You know everyone. You know obviously it's a tough position for anyone to be in to make calls up and down the line. You know, but at some point we've got to realize that you know we've got to figure out a way to responsibly and maturely and you know uh, collectively move forward. You know as a as a city. You know as an economy um, and try and get our heads wrapped around. It's been too long. You know nine months is long enough. Um, we should have some, some answers going on. We should have some planning. We should have some sort of, you know, um, you know, just leadership to tell us, hey, this is what's coming. You know what I mean? And right now it seems like everything's like, well, this is what happened. You know, those days are behind us, and we've got to move forward. You know, we have to pick up. We have to say, okay, let's learn. Let's grow. Let's move on, you know, for the, for the good of the community and the good of our, of, our, of our city, man. You know, it's time for us to figure this thing out and move forward. Well, you know, Eric, and you bring up a great point, several great points, in fact, but you had talked about this a little bit yesterday. For as fun-loving and as free-spirited a city as we have, this city has behaved itself throughout this pandemic to make things better. We were told, you got to do this, and the city does that. Now, we still see people, of course, walking around without masks on, and we still see people, you, I know you do, down on uh, down on Bourbon, probably down on Magazine, people walking around oh, yeah. without the mask on. But a lot of those people aren't local. They're visiting. That's it, you know, and that's the key. You know, it's, uh, you know, New Orleans is a very, you know, we're, we're a, you know, such a great city when it comes to, you know, um, you know, adjusting and, and, and figuring out, you know, uh, just whatever it is, you know, whatever yep. problems, may yep. arise, you know, we've always been one of those cities that came together, you know, and we've shown that, uh, clearly, you know, not just locally, but nationally, you know, we're a symbol to the country, you know, that as much as we like to party, man, if we can shut it down, you know, you can shut it down, you know? So, yeah. um, and that's yeah. you to said people yeah. in New Orleans are going to calm down, man. I said, you're crazy, you know, but you know what? We did it, you know, and, uh, we did it. And I, and I feel a lot of positive things coming out of this, a lot of hope. And I see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people who are excited about, you know, just the, the direction we've taken, you know, not just, uh, you know, economically and all but socially you know we're always growing you know and it's good to see uh you know the backbone of new orleans man and that's us that's our communities that's our culture that's our neighborhoods you know we stand up for each other we're going to take care of each other we've always done it and we always will and this is no different you know we're going to come through you know like we always do uh, you know a beacon of light for the country to come down and visit us again and we're going to throw a party trust me we're going to throw, we're a, gonna party. throw a party and, and nobody is going to do it quicker or better than we will <laughs> You're right. 
absolutely <laughs> we will. Right. Let's talk about Grigory for a second, buddy. Uh, and then if you can hang with me for a little while, I need to go take a break. But I yeah. want to get into what you're doing down there. What's happening at Grigory that gives a person a reason to go into the establishment? Man, Beside you being go. there. Yeah, we got a great holiday menu coming out. You know, uh, this is going to be our first annual. We've done a few holiday menus before, but this one we're really excited about. It's called the Manger Loa, you know, and it's the it's the feast for the gods, you know, and that's kind of what it is, an old Creole voodoo celebration that we're going to celebrate through the month of December with some really great dishes, uh, a really, really amazing wine pairings at an amazing price. And, of course, we've got the place all lit up for Christmas. You know, we're in the spirit, man. We're we're like everyone else, man. I think we just keep pushing forward. Eventually, we're going to get there. But no one loves Christmas more than we do. We've got the building very uniquely decorated, you know, for our uh, <laughs> our little corner here on Magazine. But, uh, man, we got That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Now, Eric, Eric, tell us where Gree Gree is. Paint it for us specifically. Yeah, we're down here, uh, 1800 Magazine. Uh, we like to call it the Gateway to Magazine. As you're coming up, it's still a one-way coming from the city, you know, from the interstate. Uh, you know, when the road turns, it's still a one way. We're that beautiful corner right there. If you don't make that turn, you're driving right into our door. So uh, huh. it's better if you park and walk in. You know, parking and walking in is better than driving in. But, you know, we'll still teach you. <laughs> we got room. We don't it. want to encourage that bad behavior. That's for darn no, sure. We really don't. No, no we really don't. You don't need you. You don't you're not running a drive in. You're running a walkthrough. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and we're going to take a little break here, Eric, and I want to come back because I want to talk about what the menu is based on. I know what kind of cuisine you like to cook, and yep. uh, I think you have managed to extend it. Um, and this is a location that has a high profile, so missing it is not an option. You're going to see it when you get near it. Grigri, right there where uh, Magazine Street makes the turn, still one way at that point. And uh, Eric Cook is there. Grigri is the name of the place, so you can imagine what kind of food it is. We're going to talk about that when we come back here on the Nine Wine and Spirits Show, WGSO, 990 AM. Don't go away. Dry martini, jigger of gin. Oh, what a spell you've got me in. Oh, my. Do I feel high? This is Jane. Grand Cru is a unique wine and spirit store in the Marigny at 2305 Decatur Street. We are a destination for all wine lovers who are looking for small production wines from all over the world. Grand Cru has an extensive wine and spirit selection with 120 bottles of sparkling wine. And we are dog friendly. Join us for our free tastings every Thursday night. You can find all store events and even shop online at GrandCru.com. G-R-A-N-D-E-K-R-E-W-E. Find us at the corner of Marigny Street and Decatur. Call 504-309-8309 for more information. Cheers. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. <laughs> 
Listeners to the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show make New Orleans the cultured spot on the map that it is. Your message can reach these active people who give our area its reputation as a key destination for great food, amazing beverages, unmatched history, culture, and phenomenal music. These are the people who deserve to hear about you. Call WGSO at 522-5461 and let's get you and your message on the air on the road to sales success. We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Louisiana bar owners and microbrewers vented their frustration to a House committee over COVID restrictions. Matt Chason, owner of Lafayette's Grouse Room, says the bad actors who are operating their bars against state restrictions are doing so out of desperation as everyone in the industry hemorrhages cash. I don't think people want to say, hey, I want you to come and close me down. I think this is out of desperation. Authorities have arrested a Lincoln Parish father and mother of a 20-month-old boy who died in a house fire August 31st. State Fire Marshal spokesperson Ashley Rodriguez says the toddler died in the blaze, but an autopsy on the child's body also found evidence of abuse. She credits dedicated investigators. We are certainly proud that our detectives and our investigators continued following up on this case uh, to this point now, getting him some justice even though he's not here to see it. 32-year-old Jessica Lewis and 37-year-old Christopher Bell have been charged with one count of second-degree cruelty to a juvenile, LRN. Tiger Rag. Can everyone hear me okay? Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic, okay? But there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag assistant editor William Weathers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are underestimating. Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hey, New Orleans, Jack Julenko again, local wine guy. With the holidays right around the corner, gatherings may look a little different this year. But what isn't different is that good champagne will play an important role in our celebrations. There's nothing better than champagne. Come on, after this year, you deserve it. I recommend Champagne Tribo, a small family producer near Epernay in the heart of Champagne. 
They've been making champagne for 95 years, and you won't be disappointed. Ask for it wherever you buy fine wine. Champagne Trebo. Cheers. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Well, I'm ready. There's a fat man, a great one, Fat Domino is ready, he's willing, he's ready, he's ready to go, he's able. What more do you want? That's where it's at. Tim McNally right here on the Dine Wine and Spirit Show. Thank you very much for being with us. We got Eric Cook on the line with Grigory. Eric, let's talk about the food you like to serve, because I know you're a local guy, uh, and uh, this, this is an adopted town for you like it is for me, but you grabbed onto the food in a big way. You love this stuff. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, that's one of the big turns I took in my career, you know, cooking a long time in, the, you know, a lot of the big restaurants in New Orleans, you know, and I've got a, you know, an insight on, uh, you know, the evolution of things, you know, and at some point I just kind of stopped and I started, you know, thinking, you know, hey, let's look back, you know, to, you know, where we came from, you know, what made us this great food town for so many years, you know, it seems like the, the learning curve is so quick in the industry, you know, and food changes so so uh, dramatically, you know, that, you know, everything's kind of new and fresh and there's, you know, fads and things going on. But I wanted to look back and be like, you know what, what did I eat growing up? You know, what did my grandmother make for me or my mother, you know, or, or you know, dishes I had around the holidays that are just, you know, pure memory for me, just smells and aromas and flavors that make me think back, you know, to, to growing up in New Orleans and, you know, experiencing some of the best food in the whole world. Yeah, it really, you know, come on. You know, I, I know that that sounds real ego-centered, but I say the same thing. You know, yeah, how, how do I know I still love this town? It's when I leave it, go on a trip somewhere because I need to go or you want to take a little time off, and you're happy to come back. You're looking forward oh, yeah. to getting back home so you can eat and you listen know, and to it, music and enjoy the fun. That's it, you know, and the food and the culture and, you know, the, the whole experience, you know, in New Orleans is, is something special, you know, and it all lends itself. Uh, you know, to our cuisine, obviously, you know, and we're, we're ever changing as well. But, you know, uh, here at Grigory, I like to do uh, some home cooking. You know, we call ourselves a, you know, refined Southern restaurant, you know, and that's kind of what we have. We take a lot of that experience we've had from some of these fine dining restaurants around town. And we put that same approach towards maybe, you know, a little simpler dish we might have had, you know, just on a regular Sunday afternoon at home and, and make it something special for our guests. 
to remember New Orleans and, and just get a maybe a snapshot of what it's like to, to grow up and, and experience the flavors and, you know, the traditions of New Orleans. And, and importantly, even if it's the first time you've had something, it is so comfortable and so familiar That's that it. you're all over it right off the bat. That's it, you know, and we try to incorporate that into our new holiday menu. You know, we got this this manger loa menu coming out, and it's it's really just such a great deal. You know, a lot of folks are running their holiday menu this time of year, um, you know, and we love it. You know, it's 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 a little bit of some stuff we have in the menu, and some little uh, new stuff we're kind of you know debut a little bit. You know, we're always thinking about you know new ideas, obviously the restaurant, but this is a really great selection, you know, and at a great price. It's a four course meal for you know, $65. And then we've also teamed up with the prisoner wine company and for $35, you can do, you know, four glasses of wine with dinner, you know? So for under a hundred dollars, you get, you know, four courses and four really, really great wines, two of which were actually the first restaurant to debut on uh, two of their wines. They've just released last month, which we really feel special about. Oh, you should tell us a little bit about this menu. What is on it that we should be looking for? Well, obviously, you know, we're going to come out, you know, on the first course, and we're going to offer you our, our locally famous chicken on Dewey gumbo. You know, obviously, it's a Vermilion Parish inspired. It's that Lafayette, you know, that roux, that dark roux that we love so much. Uh, we got a, a really uh, great choice on a, a local citrus. You know, this time of year, the Satsumas are all uh, coming back in with our great citrus we have down here in South Louisiana. So a nice, uh, you know, green salad with Satsumas and, you know, some toasted almonds with a, a citrus honey vinaigrette is is the first course, but the second course is really where we grab a hold of you. Um, we put the oyster pie on there, which is really my favorite appetizer right now in the restaurant. You know, it's just kind of a, a nod to the old oyster artichoke soup, you know, that we used to get here in New Orleans, you know, with, you know, nice seared artichokes and that oyster liquor and double cream. We got a little potato in there, poached oysters with some tarragon and some butter. It's just a really, really great dish. But the one that stands next to it to me is going to be one of my favorites, you know, the Souda Canard, you know, it's a, French. It's uh, we call it the Southern Duck, and really, what it is, it's it's also kind of a nod to one of our favorite things. You know, being a big hunter down here, uh, you know, I love duck poppers. You know, the idea with the jalapeno and the duck breast with the cream cheese rolled up in bacon and grilled. You know, and I I love a little steamed sugarcane molasses up on top of it. So we've made it into an appetizer where we've got this really delightful jalapeno infused cream cheese. We put a nice big chunk of pork belly on there. It's been smoked and then braised and barks root beer. And on top of that goes a crispy skinned uh, seared duck breast with a little bit of that steamed sugarcane syrup on top and a little, you know, green micro salad. It's really outstanding. It's one of my favorite things that we've done here in the restaurant. I'm, I'm really proud that we can put it on a menu and start showing it to folks because I've been kind of showcasing it in private dining while we've been closed. But I'm excited to see it hit the menu. It's going to be a smash hit, I tell you. That is... Um, Incredible. Henry always sits at the board in the studio, Eric, and says, you know, in truth, your show makes me so hungry. <laughs> and I'll bet right now his saliva glands are going into overtime. Oh, man, absolutely. Mine are too, man. But then, of course, you know, we're going to move in a little <laughs> something. we got uh, a little more holiday dish. we got an herb-roasted Cornish hen, uh, you know, with a Cajun-style dirty rice. we got some baby carrots on there, a little red wine demi-gloss. And then another dish I kind of debuted during the uh, private dining phase of our shutdown was uh, a cast iron seared fish and lobster. So it's, uh, you know, roasted fall root vegetables. It's got a uh, butter poached lobster on there, some fresh thyme, a brown butter vinaigrette, just a really big, uh, you know, holiday dish. 
also showcasing some local seafood as well. We'll keep that fish fresh, obviously, coming out of the Gulf. And then we're going to top it off with a cherry chocolate chunk ice cream. You know, just a real simple approach. Dark chocolate peppermint ganache with a nice little cookie twill on there. We've got some whipped cream. Uh, just a really bright, familiar finish. You know, not trying to do too much. That's what we like to do. You know, kind of stay in our lane. Um, but the wine pairings are crazy. You know, with that first course, you got the Saldo 2019. Uh, we also got um, the Snitches in there for the second course. And then we're releasing the Prisoner Wine Country, I mean, the Prisoner Wine uh, Company uh, Cabernet, their 2018. And we're debuting also their uh, Chardonnay, their 2019. And that's two brand new debuts from the company that were the first ones to, to showcase in the restaurant. So it's really such a good menu. It's something great for two people to come out, have a nice holiday meal, uh, experience some of the best wines you can get. You know, and obviously we've got that atmosphere here on Magazine Street. Just um, It's just warm, and it's, like you said, everyone's local in the restaurant, man. It really is. Everyone's got a friend in New Orleans, man, and we're definitely one of those. Well, this sounds like every reason to go. Now, I'm assuming that you're dealing with reservations only. We are. We're taking reservations, uh, you know, via the phone call. You can reach out to the restaurant, give us a call. Uh, people are starting to call in. We released, uh, I put a little post out today about the menu. Um, and then, you know, also we're going to piggyback. We haven't said anything yet, but I'll break the news. Our happy hour bar menu is coming back into play as well, also on December 7th. So releasing our small plate menu upstairs at the bar, which is every day our happy hour at the bar runs uh, seven days a week, uh, 3 o'clock to 6 p.m., and then the food menu is going to run five days a week, Monday through Friday, also from three to six. And we got some really fun snacks for the bar, y'all. We really do. Well, Eric, as in all cases, you always do the work, my bud. And you, I, I want to encourage people to go there. Let's get the address out. Let's get the phone number out so people can make a reservation. It's a great holiday setup. Yeah, we're at, you know, 1800 Magazine, the Gateway, you know, it's uptown over here. Uh, 272-0241 is the number you can call for reservations. Uh, and our amazing, uh, you know, family here at the restaurant is ready to greet you and uh, welcome in the holidays. And uh, maybe we can raise a glass and just uh, politely send off old 2020 and the New Orleans staff. <laughs> we're not going to politely do it. We're going to kick it in the ass and get it out of here. That's where it's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm such a bad influence. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Eric Cook, Gregory Restaurant, right up there in Magazine with the street splits. He's going to be right off to your left as you're heading uptown. Don't miss it. It sounds like a great holiday menu. Happy holidays to you, Eric, and I'll see you soon. Happy holidays to you, Tim, and all your family as well and all your listeners out there, man. Let's uh, ring in this new year and make it better, y'all. Damn right, buddy. Tim McNally, the Nine Wine and Spirits Show on WGSO 990 AM. We're going to be right back. Uh, News of an activity that maybe this is the way you want to participate. It's a virtual road race. Come on back. I hear you with the curly bush on your head, baby. You know you're looking good, you know you're looking good, you know you're looking good. So sister, 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 woo-hoo. You're looking good, honey. Thank you, brother. Thank you, baby. Hey, you, you, you. 
Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'oeuvre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot de choux dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked, so they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hello, I'm Bree Tidwell, wine director for Brennan's on Royal Street. I hope you and your families are safe and well. It's been a pleasure to welcome guests back to Brennan's, masked and seated at a social distance. Brennan's is open on weekends for breakfast and lunch, Friday through Sunday, and for dinner on Friday and Saturday night. You can also join me for happy hour in our open courtyard, Bubbles at Brennan's, featuring discounted premium bottles of champagne and champagne cocktails. Dining out may look different, but it still tastes delicious. While you're in the French Quarter, be sure to visit our neighboring retail and cultural establishment the French Quarter is open. Welcome back to Brennan. Hey, New Orleans, Jack Jelenko again, local wine guy. We are living in crazy times, and our normal eating and drinking practices are nothing that we could have ever imagined. But hey, life hasn't stopped, and so as it feels comfortable and safe for you, please go out and support your local restaurants and wine shops. They care as much about your safety as you do, and together we can keep people in business and enjoy New Orleans' way of life. Wear your mask, stay smart and healthy, and be well. Cheers. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Now the Dime Wine and Spirit Show. Oftentimes people like to know what goes on behind the scenes uh, for a broadcast operation or a print operation. Today you don't want to know it all. You don't want to know it. I don't even want to know it. I'm going through it. We uh, got Kristen Stewart on the line, the operations director for the Crescent City Classic. Kristen, welcome to the show as always. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. How are you? Always good to be with you, my dear. And uh, you guys, we're talking about adaptation. You guys have really had the, I think the new word is pivot, isn't it? Yes, think outside the box for sure. Um, (laughs) We've been creating events just to make sure that people are keeping their health and personal fitness goals in mind, even though we can't really hold any regular events yet in 2020. 
Well, uh, but you've done it. You, I mean, not as you usually have done it, but you've sponsored events and you got a couple coming up right now. We do. We're really excited to share our two events coming up. The first one is going to be our in-person event. The first one we've hosted since 2020. It's going to be the Christmas and Lafayette Park Run Walk on December 12th. It's a two-mile fun run where families can dress up in costumes, run, walk, jog, dance to the finish line, where um, they'll be basically finishing right where the lights display tour is um, located in Laughing Park, which is absolutely beautiful. They have about a million LED lights out there, and um, it's going to be a really fun event. We're very excited to see people in, in person for the first time. Do you think that we're going to um, uh, end up with, you know, a lot of costuming? And certainly I know we'll have a lot of partying and some drinking. I'm sure of that. So I really hope so. Um, we usually have a really big costume contest. We normally have pictures with Santa. This year it looks a little bit different just because it's our first year back. Um, we want to be as safe as possible. So we have some new COVID procedures that are going to be taken in place, which means no pictures with Santa just because it's going to be very hard to keep, um, you know, not that much contact. But right, we hope right. to, to still have a lot of spirit and joy coming to Laughing Year Park in December for sure. That's 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 that. So how do people get involved with this thing and what does it entail them doing? Because if you're not going to have a crowd of runners coming down the street, how do people become part of the classic? Well, so that's that's a very interesting fact about this event in particular is going to be our first in-person event in Laughing Park. So you're going to register, you're going to get assigned a corral, and then every 100 people in the corral will be escorted to the start line. They'll be able to go, take off their masks, enjoy their two-mile run, and then when they finish, they'll put their masks back on and enjoy the lights display. So this event will be in person. They can register at ccc10k.com. It's $30 a person, and it's $5 off for children uh, 3 through 10 years old, and military also gets that $5 discount. Oh, wow. That's great. Now, let me, let's, you, you, you laid a lot of information out there. Let me go back through <laughs> or let's go back through it little by little so everybody has it. So the website is what? CCC10k.com. Okay. It's, and that's um, where the registration form is located. Yeah. So we actually have all of our races listed on that website. The particular one I'm talking about right now is the Christmas and Laughing Year Park Run Walk. And um, it's December 12th. It's a two-mile fun run in person. Limited spots are available because of COVID, um, but we're really excited to host our first in-person event. Yeah, this is uh, because you guys have had to go down a different path here. So this is, right. and, and you're going to, obviously, masking, social distancing, all of those things need to be adhered to. Yes. Yeah, we have we have a whole list of procedures on our website. Um, we've been working very, very close to Jefferson Parish officials. We are just making sure that it's the safest event, but also, you know, the happiest event that we can host to end 2020. And hopefully in 2021, we'll have many more. <laughs> hopefully. Is this a uh, – give me the time and the date of the event again, please. Sure. So this is December 12th at 3 p.m. 
So a two-mile race, I'm figuring I can be done by about midnight uh, on that. Hopefully <laughs> um, it takes a little bit uh, shorter time. We'll probably be you're back. You're going to send out the golf time. cart and uh, say, where is that <laughs> yeah. guy? Where did he go off to? You can ride with us when we're picking up the cones and stuff. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should always do what you can do, and I'm willing to do that. That's, that's yes, where I need no, to live. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but, that's, you know, speaking to what you were talking about earlier, for people that aren't necessarily comfortable with getting – you know, in person and doing a race event, even with all our COVID procedures, we do, we are holding a virtual challenge right now called the Me Time Challenge. And that's something that you can sign up for and you can, um, you can log your miles online and you, so you can pick the time and place where you want to walk, run, jog. Um, and it's basically just, just really motivating people to decompress and get some time for themselves during the holidays, during the stress of the pandemic, all that good stuff. So that's presented by Oshner Health, and we're really looking forward to hosting that event as well. That is amazing. So both of those are on the site, so you can two-for-one kind of thing, huh? Absolutely. You can do both. You can do one. We have all kinds of things for you guys to see on the site to see what's going on with the Crescent City Classic. You know, it's astounding that as popular as your event always is, and it's one of the highlights of our uh, social calendar every year, the Crescent City Classic. We're infamous for it. You travel around the country and people go like, you ever run the Classic? Boy, it's great fun. It's one of the best in the nation and all that. And you've come this far with it. I know you've put a lot of thought and planning into it, and um, and you held it all together. I, I, congratulations. Thank you. It was it, just like you said, it was a huge pivot. Um, virtual challenges and races are here to stay. Um, we, we plan on hosting a virtual event with all of our in-person events moving forward just to give people the option. If they can't come in town, join us virtually and get your T-shirt and swag, too. You know, this goes along with something that was said in the beginning, although, you know, we're going to sacrifice much and we're going to be we're going to have to give up a lot. But we're going to learn new things. And this is one of those new things we've learned. Absolutely. Yeah, the technology is there. Um, people love coming together, even if it's online to to just show accountability and say, hey, I completed my challenge. Did you yet? And it just keeps people motivated. Everyone needs something to do right now. <laughs> so yeah, we're no just kidding. excited besides to be able to host Netflix, it. Something, something beside Netflix, please. Anything right, good exactly. for that. Right, exactly. I tend yeah. to be on the couch if I'm not on a challenge. So <laughs> You're one of us, absolutely. Yes. No question about that. Let's give up that website again before we got to scoot. And, and, and boy, we wish you all the very best on December the 12th. Thank you so much. We're really looking forward to it. Um, people can visit ccc10k.com. All of our race series and virtual series are listed there. They can pick and choose what they want to join us with. Kristen Stewart with Crescent City Classic. Kristen, thank you so much for this good news. And uh, uh, the classic lives. And uh, it's just that amazing sense of normalcy, which we're all clamoring to get back to. Yes, sir. We're very excited to do so. Good for you. Good and best of luck on that. And we'll keep talking about it uh, as we come up to that, and then we'll uh, then we'll move on to the next event, which is uh, right around the corner. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good night. You too, Kristen. Have a nice evening. You know, this is this is astounding that that here you've got a 
one of the top road races in the country, one of the top jogging races in the country. And here we are. We can't get together, but they're going to have something and they're going to stage something to preserve the tradition and the history of this race. I love it. It's fantastic. So that's where we are right now. And that's that's the way it is today. Tim McNown of the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show. Don't forget the Crescent City Classic on December the 12th. Don't forget Aaron Cook over at Grigory uh, doing a Christmas promotion and of a menu that makes your mouth water. And uh, we'll be here again tomorrow afternoon. Henry, thanks for all your help today, buddy. I know it's been a challenge. And we'll see you tomorrow here on WGSO 990 AM. To your health, New Orleans. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge November 27th, the New Orleans Nightcrawlers, and December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good. This is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 for Ringside Politics with a Punch. Right here on WGSO 990 a.m. New Orleans, Louisiana. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell thinks Congress should move quickly to pass a new coronavirus stimulus package that covers everything that Democrats and Republicans agree on. Bank that progress, make law, take a whole lot of pressure off struggling people, and then keep debating the areas where we don't agree. The Kentucky Republican opening the Senate on Thursday again accusing Democrats of holding things up by asking for too much. Regarding a new stimulus plan, President Trump thinks a deal is within reach. I want it to happen, and I believe that uh, they're getting very close to a deal. 
The president asked if he'd support a new coronavirus stimulus package that's being negotiated. I will. I will. President Trump awarding legendary football coach Lou Holtz with the Medal of Freedom at the White House today. This is USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets.